I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You lose my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those comments I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the Heimlich Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713 Through the 21, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying Sipping low-key I'm sipping low-key and I I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You ease on mine You make everything so fine Worry about those times I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hindrance Throw that to the side, yeah Good evening, everyone, and we're back uh, by popular demand. We are back for another full loaded transfer show on um, Loading Mag NUFC. Welcome all. Uh, we were kind of pushed to do potentially one on a Monday, but um, it didn't feel right, did it, uh, to kind of uh, go out of the norm um, unless there's a transfer <laughs> breaking. Uh, but no, we're, we're, we're back in business. Welcome everyone to the channel, um, and obviously I'm joined by the boys. Boys, how are we? All good, Peter. All good. Yeah, we kind of we've done a few shows around Tunali, so I think doing another one would have been a bit a bit overkill. But I am good, Pete, and I am loving your shirt because that was my first Newcastle shirt uh, that you have there. Now it did fall to pieces, and I think a, a few of my brothers got to wear it after me. But uh, I must pick up a, a replica a copy of of uh, that because I used to love that shirt. Uh, Lee got me this couple of years ago for my birthday. Um, yeah, it's uh, he did say look after it, so I do wear it sparingly because it is in immaculate condition. Um, so yeah, he's uh, yeah, he pulled it out of the bag with that one. But um, Richie, how are you? I'm good, mate. Uh, not a bad weekend, quiet start of the week. Transfer building yesterday with obviously confirmation of Tenali coming through. It's just based, I think, it's what what's next, isn't it? That's what we're, that, and that's why we're here, so. What's next? Um, yeah, great segue. Um, I think everyone's asking the question, what's next? Um, and look, uh, this is why we do the shows that we do, because um got to give credit to Chris Hall here, because Chris Hall said happy birthday to our guest on Twitter not long ago, and he said on his tweet, we need to get you back on the show uh, sometime soon. Uh, so we thought, why not get him on the show as soon as possible? And he's here. Uh, Transfer.com's own um, and Newcastle United follower of all things uh, transfers and Newcastle related, Jack Talbot. How you doing? You're right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, Thank really you, appreciate Jack. the birthday message as well the other day. <laughs> I had a fair few of them. But it's good to be back on. It's been about a year, I think. Or maybe a bit longer than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. No problem. It was a. It, 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 I, if I remember rightly, it was a. It was a short stop as well because I think something came up and you had to. You had to dart off. So we didn't 
get like a full show with you. I was working a shift, I think. I think I was working when I was working at the Daily Star and I was doing an evening shift and I kind of got my times mixed up. So I was like, I'll do half a show. Then, yeah, I think I left after the half an hour, but I'll be around for the full one for this time. Good stuff. And look, he's fighting, he's fighting through um, being a little bit under the weather. So we appreciate it even more, Jack, the fact that you're you're with us tonight. Um, Thank you. Uh, on the show and on the channel. Look, there's nowhere better to start, and I want to get your opinion on this. Um, Jack, from the from your perspective, um, he's here. Signed, sealed, delivered. Um, all the reports about all the other players can go to the side for just a second because we have our first signing of the summer. Sandro Tonali from AC Milan, roughly around £55 million. He is officially a Newcastle United player. And look, uh, he looks tremendous in that, albeit being a cartoon uh, <laughs> uh, uh, picture. He still looks great in it. And uh, look, Newcastle tweeted out today. Um, I don't know if we're going to... Is it too early, Daz? Is it too early for a, another rendition? Oh, people have to put the words in. We, 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 we won't remember them otherwise. Yeah. yeah actually, I, I've done my bit of thing and it's up to you guys now to, to, to follow, <laughs> follow that. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to Richie at the end of the show. Then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, he's here. Uh, Newcastle United have acknowledged him. And look, every I think everyone's excited. But uh, Jack, from your opinion, you know, how big is this transfer of Sandro Tonali? It came out of nowhere, didn't it? Um, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. He is... I mean, my colleague Carlo specialises in Syria, and he said he's like the next big thing in Italy, under-21s uh, captain of the country. There's been some stuff about, oh, we overpaid and everything like that. But I think time will tell when you've got to put in the how factor of players who come in, how good he makes them. Like Gamares, when he came from Lyon, was pretty good. He was pretty good, but how's turned him into something incredible now. He's got links to like Real Madrid and Barcelona. I can't say I know too much about him, but like he's got quite a high rating on FIFA, which is always good, isn't it? I think like <laughs> size will. Uh, it's positive. It's a Champions League signing, isn't it? It's a Champions League signing. He's played with Champions League experience. Um, I'm I'm still a bit like miffed about where he's going to play. I know obviously in midfield, but I don't know if he's going to be what head of Bruno or as a number six or, or where. Presumably one of those two. But yeah, yeah exciting. No, no, it, it's a great point. And actually, it's a really nice segue uh, into a different type of discussion that I wanted to have with, with all of you, really. But um, I think we need to do that super chat sound. We do. We do need to do that super chat sound. Where is it, Where is it now? received. Yeah. <laughs> it came so early, we didn't know where it was on the on, on the list. But, um, massive sh- to Nathan. Shout out to Nathan. Hey, lads, hope you're well. Looking forward to the show. Nice one, Nathan. Brilliant stuff. An early super chat. And it, uh, super chats are open, as you can see. Nathan's um, put his in. And look, it's great to have you in the chat. Uh, get a question in, Nathan, and we'll more than happily answer that question for you. But um, Jack, you made a really good point in terms of um, where is he going to play? Uh, and boys, I'm going to come to you with that because, you know, there is a lot of discussion around... And we, to be fair, we've had a discussion about this as well. But where is he going to play? Is he going to be a number eight? Is he going to be a number six? Daz, in your opinion, <clears throat> where is he going to play? And ultimately, does it even matter? Yeah, um, he can play as a six, but he's more than a six. He can play as an eight, 
but he's more than an eight. Um, so yeah, where does he play? He uh, does he take over the the long staff position? But long staff has done so well for us as well, and we really missed him when when he was uh, out injured. Then the other thing is, do we switch formation and go four two three one and sit Bruno and Tonali together? Also a good option if Bruno is is ever missing. He, Similarly, he missed about six games last season. We didn't win any of them when when he was missing. So he's he's a he he was slotting there instead of Bruno, and we want to see him playing with Bruno. Uh, but yeah, so it's he'd sit well in in a rotation as well because we're going with so many games. We're going to need to mix it up. If if we do do stick with the same formation four three three, then he, he there'll be there'll be swap, swapping and changing, and Joe will move out to the left for times. He's in uh, in 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 midfield for at other times, um, but. Where do you put him? I personally, and, and and I think we'll know come the preseason games. I I'd go to the the four two three one uh, formation. I I I try that. But will Eddie Howe want to tinker with it uh, that much? Remains to be seen. Definitely, uh, great point, uh, Daz. It, it does remain to be seen. And look, um, there's an argument of either position being being a good position for him. Be interesting to know what you guys think in the chat. Where do you want him in the in the chat? Do you want him as a number six? Do you want him as a number eight? Put it in the chat. Let us know what you, you think. But uh, Richie, I'll come to you because um, I found this, uh, this little pic on the screen and it talked about, you know, um, this was a, a different opinion of where they saw the team setting up. Now, I have to be honest, um, I have amended this slightly because the original picture had a picture of Madison. Uh, <laughs> so very quickly I noticed and just rubbed him out. So he's not quite there. So we've got a gap on that left-hand side. But look, it, 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 seems, to, it seems to say and have the opinion that he's going to play on the right-hand side. Um, but, you know, what is, what is your opinion, Richie, with regards to that? Is, is that the best position for him in your opinion or or you know is there somewhere better in your opinion where he, we can get the best out of him or has Eddie got a different plan well it wouldn't surprise me for a start if Eddie had a different plan we've talked about this before over the last few weeks uh who's to say that the formation we had last season is the formation we'll have this season uh obviously you know he's, he hasn't been able to put a, a full squad together that of people he wants to bring in he's had to work with a lot of the the existing squad so you pick you pick your squad like around the you know the formation on the players you've got and you fit them in. Um, but what you've got to also look at the mind is if you look at the, the ones that there was a brilliant uh, video uh, by Tifo yesterday on Tonali, which I think that it, uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, go and watch it. It's it's, it's fantastic. It obviously, goes into you know this the strengths, his weaknesses, um, have we overpaid for him and stuff like that. But if you actually go in the depth of it, it's it, it's it's more about you know. He reads the game really, really well. He's tactically very, very sound. And what he likes to do is he likes to, he likes to, he likes to battle with the the opposition. He likes to win the ball back. He likes to press when we lose the ball. He's basically, I suppose, the best way to do it is Eddie Howe is the dog walker. They've lost the ball. He's thrown the ball and he's saying, "Tonali, just freaking go and get it." Get it back for us, and that's what—that's basically what he's what he's wanting from. He's wanting something to retrieve that possession straight away. Um, I, I, you know his stats around that are absolutely fantastic, and yeah, he'll probably play on that right hand side. But we've said this before on the channel. You said 
it's probably not going to be set in stone. It's probably going to be a fluid midfield three or four, however they're going to do it going forward. You'll probably see some drop to cover elsewhere while someone goes forward. You know, Bruno and Tonali can do that themselves. You know, you might even see Big Joe drop and hold and break up play and the other two push on. There's just so many options for those three. Then you obviously you've got to take Joe Willock and you've got to take Shaw Longstaff into the uh, conversation and the equation as well. There's really? plenty of different options with those five. And, and to be fair, we probably still need another midfielder because there's a lot of people being discussion today. I know a lot of people reacted to your thread today, Pete, about it, uh, about what well, you, you mentioned, someone that we're going to mention a little bit further in depth later on in the show, no doubt, because apparently the team that we're interested in have now pulled out. So obviously it's it's leaving the door open for Newcastle. And people say we don't need another midfielder, but we do because when you actually go in depth, it's common knowledge. Eddie Howe wants two 11s within the squad. And at the moment, five is not part of two if you're playing a 4-3-3. So it, that would highlight the fact that we do still need in the midfielder. Sorry, Richie, I was going to say you're totally incorrect there because there's only one dog walker in our team, and that is Isaac. He knows how to walk <laughs> a set of dogs. And long may that continue. Love so it. basically what you're saying is, to, to, you know, you tell us the dogs that Isaac is going to take it for a walk, basically. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, both of them together will be frightening. Let's be honest. Uh, on the same pitch together, uh, they, they can dog walk together, and maybe we can get a picture of them walking side by side. And every team that we meet just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, uh, what I did forget uh, just before I, 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 I think you might have a couple of things you want to say. Um, but just before I do forget, uh, uh, what I was going to mention before I went to Richie is that obviously Daz, you know Tanali really well because way back when you put a, you you said a little something on Tanali way before we were even linked. And if you haven't seen that, you need to check that video out. It is on the the YouTube channel, so check that out. Uh, Daz's um, uh, first, um, you know. Um, awareness should we say of Tanali since the takeover so uh yeah great stuff on that but um but look we move on to kind of the next point because we've talked about Tanali we've talked about how excited we are about him um and it looks like uh, look Richie we, we we talked about this in the in our chat um this midfield here um it does not doesn't half look like a a solid midfield, if that is to be the midfield three. But Jack, just just your opinion on this. Firstly, on on, on that, um, you know, yeah, is yeah. that is that in your opinion, Jack, one of the strongest midfielders, midfields, uh, midfield threes in the Premier League? Yes, I'd say so. I mean, looking from that graphic, it looks like all areas are covered, apart from I can't see what that one says. Use Trippier for that. That looks pretty good to me. In terms of like uh, being the best, I mean, Man City are up there. Arsenal just got Rice. <laughs> Liverpool got Sabotoy and McAllister, and they're going to be hard. But certainly up there, I think it's just time. Time will tell on him. I'm. I, I think it'd be good. I'm just interested to see what Hal does with it and how he implements it because I like Joe Winton, uh, Joe Linton on the left wing sometimes, you know, like and have Willock there as the number ten. So it does look promising, and it's been mentioned before about the amount of games we've got next season. We've got another big competition on top of what we had last year, and we need to compete in that. 
So it might be spread out a lot more. So, yeah. And I think you're right. Like, getting enough of midfielder and is pivotal. But it's all about how much money we've got. But Tonali, yeah, tremendous. And the fact, if he's only 23, so we've got, you know, three years' time, that's when he's going to peak as well, which is pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, Daz, is that the midfield that starts for Newcastle United as it currently stands? First, so, game, of the se- first game of the season... You know Eddie how he, he won't start to Nally. He, he'll, he'll make make him sweat or bring him on for the last fifteen minutes and then play him for the re- for the rest of the season then or something like that. But yeah, no, that that is our I think that is our midfield for most of the season. Um, the the three um for us, but we get a, a better picture in, in preseason really. I think um as we get towards the end of preseason because he'll mix it all up. In, in the earlier games, but uh, well, we get closer. They haven't announced that that uh, tournament yet, uh, the Sella tournament. So uh, that's still going ahead. Uh, so I think around that time we'll we'll see. He's he'll have to show his hand a bit. Definitely, which you you'd seen this as well. Um, you'd seen this uh, graphic that was on here. Uh, what did you want to mention about this this graphic in particular with regards to the midfield? Well, I think to be fair, the lads have already so especially Jack. That every single aspect of that that midfield three there pretty much covers every single dynamic that you want from mid from your midfield. Obviously, but I know Jack's just had that, that touch at the top right hand corner there of the of the circle not being quite covered. But at the end of the you know trip, you could probably do that part there. So it just shows how much the overlap as well. If you look around the middle of it as well as a lot of the the colours over the colours and stuff. So there's a lot of attributes the same, but they've also got different attributes from each other as well. So. That's why we were saying before about how it could be a fluid midfield three because they can allow and move forward and drop and do another part of the role occasionally during games and stuff like that. And that would be if that was the starting three in you know against Aston Villa, uh, first game of the season. You know, I don't think anybody would turn that down going forward for the rest of the season. But as we said, we don't know the window's still open until the end of August. That might not be your midfield three. We do not know what's coming, but. I, I would, I wouldn't, you know, that, that that to me. Just look at that picture, man. Seriously, that midfield three—it's scary for bloody something. You know, you've got two Brazilian nationals, as we talked about last week. You know, they both started the last uh, Brazilian national, and then obviously you've got the under twenty-one Italian captain coming alongside him. He's already got fourteen caps at twenty-three-year-old for, for Italy, and then there's probably a future Italy captain in his own right. You know, we're, we're talking leaders on the parking, leaders in the middle of the pitch and all over the pitch. Mm-hmm. That's scary. It really, really is. We'll stick on that point. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll say we'll hold that point around leaders. We'll come back to that in a second. But actually, it, it wasn't a question I planned to ask you, but I was just thinking about this. Um, because of some of the conversations that, that have been having, not, not necessarily with us, but on social media in recent days, we know that we lost um, lost out on James Madison. We know that we kind of lost out on Dominic Zabaslai as well. They've gone to our opposition clubs. And there's been talk about not necessarily needing that type of player. But what's really interesting is that those type of players do the bit that we're missing in that image there. So if you look at that, and Jack, you, you asked the question, you know, what are those areas that we're not quite filling? Final third entries. Passes into the opposition's half. Okay, they're the key positions that the likes of a Madison and a Dominic Zabaslai would fulfil in that position. So you're looking at it 
from that image. And you think to yourself, because we, let's be honest, we, we've had other journalists, like Sir Craig Hope and Luke Edwards and many others, tell us, uh, you know, James Madison's a luxury signing. Dominic Zabaslai's a luxury signing. We don't need that type of player. That image right there tells you exactly what we need. And it's the one thing that we're missing right now. So, you know, it, it, it does beg the question, is that something that Eddie Howe is looking at? I'm going to open that up to, to any of you, to uh, whoever wants to answer that question. You know, is that something that, it's clearly something that we need because it's missing in our midfield. But do you think that that's something that is, uh, is a priority for Eddie Howe in this summer transfer window? Jack, I'll come to you first, actually, with, with regards to that. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're looking at Madison and Sabotsloy, then you'd imagine a lot sort of creative number 10 who can also play on the wing. Someone like Mohamed Kudos would be an interesting one. Um, in terms of priority, I think, I think so, yeah, I think so. Getting that creativity, and I think we struggled a lot when play, uh, teams did like um, low blocks and stuff, like especially towards the end of the season, just having a play can open it up would be wonderful to be honest. And, I'm not a huge fan of Isaac on the on the left. I think he's a great player, but I'd rather see him up front or like Wilson playing in between kind of thing. Are you trying to get me on screen? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What's happening? Someone is stuck. I'm not touching anything. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that it should be. It should be. I'd like to think it would be. Um, kudos, some of that would be pretty good. Um, mm. I'm not too hot on Harvey Barnes, but that. That could be an option. You never know. Um, but yeah, I, I would say so. Interesting. Uh, boys, I, I'll ask you, is that something that you see? Now we've missed out on those targets. Do you think, Daz, I'll come to you on this. Do you think that's a, a, an area that we will fill between now and the end of August? Yeah, that's what we've all been thinking, uh, and I know as 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 the doors closed and on matters and stuff like that, we we were wrecking our heads about going. Who else could uh, they look at? And we were throwing, passing back names back and forward for for, for a day. And we came with a few, uh, Ryan Cherokee and uh, uh, Florian Worlds as well, and a few more as well uh, that we came up with. Um, and yeah, there's plenty of, of options out there. Are, are there surprise package uh, that that uh, Dan Ashworth will, will potentially work on it as well? Who knows? But I think we, we do need someone like that, someone creative that can unlock uh, and get us get us in front of goal and and uh, banging them in. Uh, really, it's what what we're 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 going to be missing. But does he focus on the strengthening the the areas we definitely need strength, like the likes of a left back uh, that needs to be be done first, maybe in my opinion. Um, and then uh, the other thing is, will he look to sell someone before he, he are, are linked to, to bringing someone else and selling someone else on? And I'd like to see. It's pretty obvious as well from the graphics that come up on Sky that we do need to offload some players and we need to bring some cash in as well, as well as the outlay and we need to start start selling. I know we, we don't have that many valuable assets that we're willing to, to sell on, but uh, we have to look at that as well. Uh, we can't can't we can't keep continuing the way we're going either uh, with all this financial fair play. Richie, I'll come to you with the same question. Uh, do you believe, in your opinion, that we will sign um, player that will fit that 
that little extra that makes the difference in the midfield between now and the end of August? Or will we prioritise other areas? Oh, you're on mute, I think. And Richie, just my laptop's playing up. It's right. Can you hear us now? Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. My laptop's playing. I've just sent the messages. I'm gonna have to log back in and log back out in a minute. So, uh, yeah. But regards the, uh, I think what we're not necessarily f- f- like go for possibly your number ten sort of play. You might go for you know that 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 attacking winger sort of thing. Someone who's someone who's got a bit of flair and a creativity in them because that's one of the things that we need. Uh, you know, we had a lot of assists. You know, you know, you're looking from some set pieces and stuff like that. But you still need a player who can just unlock something with a nice, cute little pass. Uh, you know, you saw some of the build-up play that Almiron and Bruno had during the season. Some of the through balls. You look, you look at the through ball he played for Les, the Le- Leicester on box. Uh, that was a hell of a goal. That one, that through ball. That you know, obviously the same one for the goal that Mickey scored at Fulham. They've got a good. You need something like that, and you can't just have it coming through, uh, through Bruno. You do need somebody else because obviously, if Bruno might be sitting a little bit back, Tonali. Yes, we've seen through a lot of the. You know, if you do your Dennis Wise and you go and sit through the YouTube clips, you'll see there's a, some fantastic assists in that package. But so he's got it in there as well. Whereas with Joel Linton, you wouldn't really class him as having that little bit of tiny little bit of flair that can come up with a creative you know, through ball or something like that. So you do need that, someone who's got that in it in the lock. You know, like that was one thing you, you look at James Madison and Dominic Sabozli, they both had that in the locker. You know, you, there's some of the passes, especially if you watch the um, the German Cup final, Sabozli in that final, he was just exceptional. Some of the little set piece, uh, one, twos, the, the set pieces he had on, the through ball, seriously, someone it was absolutely exceptional. He's, he's even got this uh, no look pass that he has, where it's it goes comp- not even like where you can, you know, it's in like a ninety degree radius. We're talking something that you can be looking to the right, and he's play, he's, sp- he's spraying the ball to the side of the pitch. You need that unpredictability in the final third, and that's the difference between your Man City's, your Arsenal's. If you go off goal scored last season. To us, obviously, I know we didn't concede, but we didn't score anywhere near as much as what you know the top the top two did. So it's definitely the area where I still think we need to have an improvement in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jack, so I, come, I, I want to ask you this question: Why do you think we didn't go for Dominic Zabersly? In your opinion, um, I think maybe they wanted to wait until the release clause deadline was over with, then try and negotiate with Leipzig. Um, I thought that was probably it, and they probably didn't expect Liverpool to, to pounce. I don't think even their fans really expected them to meet the release clause and for things to get underway. Also, the player gave an indication he'd rather go to Liverpool and work under Klopp as well, so that's partly. I think there was certainly interest there. It was drummed up, I think it was broken actually by uh, Sky Germany were the first to report on it. Um, Newcastle just keep their cards really co- close to their chest. Um, and then it, w- it was sort of confirmed and Madison was there as well. And then obviously, yeah, Liverpool has got it. I think we'd be putting in proposals now of 50 million euros if Liverpool didn't go for it, which I am pretty bitter about. I would have really, really liked him, to be honest. Like, I'm really not happy he's gone to Liverpool. But I know people have said, you know, we're not, we can't have been that interested because we didn't bid. But you don't bid unless you get an agreement from the player, an indication or encouragement from the club. And some sort of indication from the player that he wants to come. It's just unfortunate that Liverpool, um, you know, he wants to work on the clock and stuff. So 
But we'll get someone else, I'm sure. I haven't really left a window being really disappointed yet under this new regime. Maybe last January was a little bit so-so with Anthony Gordon, like, Jury's out, see what he does next season. But the, most of the time, I think, well, a lot of the time, the club get it right. And so I have faith. I'll be panicking if it's sort of like August 15th and it's like still sort of like this. But yeah, I'm sure it'll be okay. But I am disappointed about him not coming in. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can't lie. Um, I, I fully expected this to get one of those two players. So it was a bit of a yeah. surprise for me personally that we didn't. Um, but then you hear the interview with Dominic Zabaslai and there's talks of like um, Liverpool connections and tattoos. And, yeah. And you kind of think, were we really with the, in with the chance was Liverpool was sniffing around? Uh, I don't know. But look, it, look it, it's been and gone now. Um, there's other players that we will target and look, we, we, we can talk about some of them now because um, things are seemingly hotting up with, with various other players. And you've talked about one of them, Jackson. I, I, I'll allow you to talk about him a little bit more. Uh, and it's Harvey Barnes. Um, uh, yourself um, have reported that Newcastle, uh, back in the race for Harvey Barnes, um, obviously reported by the Mail as well, looking at around sort of 35 million. Um, the Chronicle have reported on it too. Um, and also Mark Douglas has talked about... Um, Harvey Barnes being back on the radar. This is all in the last sort of 24 hours. From your opinion, you know, is this Newcastle back in the race effectively for Harvey Barnes or is this just kind of a, a like one or two other deals, like a, a moment in time? I think it's like you can have, if you're a club and you can have a list of 100 players that you like, I'm sure Harvey Barnes is in like the top 20 players they admire, they quite like. And so when a reporter asks who you're interested in, they say Harvey Barnes, but whether they make an active pursuit of him is another matter. It makes a lot of sense. I think it's no secret Eddie Howe likes Premier League um, players and Premier League experience, but I'd argue that all our best players under the new regime have come from abroad, including Trippier, Isaac, Gamares, Botman, all come from with no Premier League experience bar Trippier. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure there's interest there. I think we can probably hear a surprise name soon would be my my guess. I don't think they're just going to go for Harvey Barnes. I think there's a fair few other clubs interested as well. I think Villa have been reported uh, as looking at him. Is Everton there? Probably Everton's there as well, of uh, Harvey Barnes. So, yeah, it's not one that I'll blow my socks off, to be honest. But um, you'd have to get behind him in that. And, again, it's like, what, would Howe, what could Howe do for him? But... I, I prefer my exotic signings. I like to, you know, I'm going to see like a big Bundesliga star or someone from, I know we've got a Serie A star or like some cool name from La Liga or something rather than Harvey Barnes. But I don't really know what I'm talking about, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> Daz, does Harvey Barnes float your boat? Is he a player that you would like to come in for Newcastle? Um, you know, it, it says, uh, as reported by the mail, and obviously Jack, uh, Jack talked about it as well, 35 million. Um, there was talk, and I think I had a conversation with you in our chat, and I, I said the Leicester are looking probably with two years left in his contract more towards the 50, 60 million mark. What do yeah. you think is a fair reflection of a price? But more importantly, would you take it? Yeah, when I saw that, uh, we had that chat yesterday, I think. Um, when I saw the 50 million, I said, keep him. No way do I want him at that price. Um, but um, for 35 million, I'd consider him. Uh, and I, I do, I do rate him. I think he's a very good player. He does like he can do the same kind of job that Gordon does as well, though. Uh, I, 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 this, this, 
I'd rather strengthen the left back and, and go for someone someone different, uh, someone that can offer something different um, instead of them. Um, but the 35 would be the high end of what I'd pay. I know we paid 40, 45 for Gordon, but um, 35, yeah. I'd look for 30, 35. I'd be trying to buy, or even to try and do some kind of a swap deal or something with with with, uh, with Leicester because they're building for for uh, to get out of the, the the championship now. So there may be something that could I don't know who, but there may be something that could um, mix a match with there. Uh, but yeah, I, I would like to see him rock up, but not uh, not. I don't know if he even even make my top twenty, Jack, uh, of uh, players to to go over. Um, but yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, Richie, um, that says he's a good player. 14 goal contributions in a relegation side. Not bad stats considering, but um, I'll ask you the same question. Um, Is he a player that you would want to bring in to Newcastle as a priority this summer? Uh, I wouldn't say as a priority. I think it's one of those ones you you, you look at and you go, "Does uh, does he enhance your squad? Yes, he does, right? But is there targets out there who we should be looking at who are... You know, as Jack said, you, you do like that, that you know that that foreign import coming across, or someone who's let's say a big six, t- you know, the old big six team, where it's like, uh, you look at them and go, oh, that be he'd be good to sign for Newcastle. You know, I think I realized you know, because this is another player we discussed at the weekend that we put in the chat, and you look at Jaden Sancho. Obviously, you look at the Jaden Sancho at Dortmund. And he was like on fire. He's, you know, his skill set is phenomenal as, as, a, as a winger. Has he been, you know, all, all that in Man United? No. Is that being down to the fact he struggled with the move? Has it been down to the, you know, the, the, the dressing room? Or what's been on that? Has it also been good? Who's been the coach? We don't know. But I would still, I would still be more, uh, you know, intrigued and, you know, I think there's more positive about it if we were to go for Sancho than if we went for Harvey Barnes. I just think there's more excitement and there's more potential there. You just it's, you mentioned Harvey Barnes and it's like yeah, fantastic. As I said, it, 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 it's you know your, your squad gets better, but it's it's not one that you know he's not a player that gets you off your seat sort of thing, especially for the type of player he is. Um, and as Daz said, he is a very similar sort of mode to Anthony Gordon is. And yes, we paid a little bit more than what probably Harvey Barnes is now, but we bought him in. A January window, which is usually more expensive and hard to deal in anyway. You, ha- you usually have to overpay to get a player in the January window. So for me, I, it's just too much life like, and there's other people out there who I'd much prefer to come in. Uh, but you know, as I said, yes, he does enhance the squad, but just other priorities first for me. Yeah, no, it's a fair point, especially for the for the for the price that we're likely to pay. Well, one thing I'll, I'll add is that I think in the last three seasons he's got double figures in goals every season that he's been in. So he does add something that we don't currently have with our Miggy, uh, with our, uh, our our attacking wingers. And Miggy is is the standout really because this season he got what eleven goals but we don't tend to get goals from those wide positions. And it's something that he could definitely offer. Um, the one thing I'll say from speaking to Leicester fans, um, he is inconsistent. And that's something that is, you know, is something that, that's a problem. When we are in the position where we don't want that inconsistency, we want players. We've got it already, Pete. You look at Almiron, he's probably the most, you know, people will, will they'll hate me people saying this, people will say that about Sam Maxim as well. 
No, oh, yeah, it's, true. it's true though. Yeah. It's true. It is inconsistent. Uh, Murphy will have purple patches, but again, inconsistent. But Gordon is exactly the same. Like all, all of our wingers show moments where you think, "Wow, like there, that's quality." But equally, they'll show moments in games more than one plural where they they're not performing, and that is the biggest problem. I, I think the example of what we're trying to say, Pete, is when when you're looking for people to go. But you, I'm not saying we go for this person because we'd never get him. But you like you, you want the sort of a, a winger that's a bit in the sort of ilk of Marcus Rashford. You look at the uh, the goals and the contributions assists that he's brought in. He had a very very um, a small patch where he wasn't on fire. I think it was pretty much after when the Carabao Cup was. I think it was. But if you look all the way around that, his season, Marcus Rashford, under Ten Hag, was phenomenal. And that's what the sort of output... I'm not, not even necessarily to the extent that he had, because he had a phenomenal season. Even if you got, say, 80 90% of what Rashford, it's a hell of an improvement of what you've got now. And that takes you to the sort of the goal contributions uh, and goals that you need to get to the Man Cities and Arsenal's where we were lacking this season. Yeah, fair point. Go on, Daz. Sorry. Yeah, I'll finish on Harry Barnes. The thing that confuses me about him, I always thought he was younger. Uh, but yeah, he's he's twenty five, so not not the best age. Good age, but not the best age. But um, he's still, a, he's still a great age. He's still, still a great, great age. Yeah, we'd all love to be thirty five. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, a few things because I will forget them otherwise. One is we never set our target for likes. We want 400 likes for tonight's show. Uh, you haven't let us down so far. We want 400 likes. Smash that like button. 350 uh, in the chat currently. You can you can do it. You can do it. Also, then uh, a shout out to to Harry who was in the chat, especially at the start of the show. So Harry was our prize winner from from last week uh, in the members draw. And he, I don't have the picture on the system, but he's, he purchased a, a, a kit for for his son. Uh, so uh, yeah, Chris has sorted that, that out with, with Harry. And congratulations again, Harry. We will have another members draw uh, tonight. I have the wheel ready to go. Uh, and. Also, something that that we, we we couldn't see ourselves on, on the show because you can't see it in Streamyard, but the, the people in the chat uh, alerted it to us, and it's a shout out to to, to Stephen, to Stephen Fairburn, who donated five memberships uh, to to uh, to David Cook, Drew, Derek Sharp. Aaron Robson and CVT78 there on our last show. I think it was last Thursday. So nice one, Stephen, for that. We, we, we can't view that more, more live, but we do appreciate that. And I'm sure all the, the, the people in the chat as well. I know they, they, they gave you great comments at the time, but thanks for that, Stephen. But uh, yeah, let's crack on with the show. Amazing, amazing stuff. As always, um, you guys in the chat make the show fantastic stuff. Keep getting your questions in. There are some questions that we'll bring to Jackson um, in in just a little while. But um, we'll move forward to something and, and talk about a different position because um, something popped up tonight which sparked um, our interest that we want to talk about a little bit more. And it's, it's uh, this ongoing in the last couple of weeks um, interest in uh, Joachim Anderson. Um, centre-back at Crystal Palace, um, was formerly on loan uh, from Lyon to Fulham. Crystal Palace then signed him permanently, had a good season last season. Um, the Chronicle have talked about it, um, that with, there was interest with, with or in him, but obviously one of the club in the top six is interested also. But it was Ed Aarons, I believe, of The Guardian that, that mentioned that um, Newcastle 
are showing serious interest in Joachim Anderson. One of the top six team interested as well, not been named as of yet, but looking around a £40 million deal. Um, Jack, so come to you. Um, Joachim Anderson, you know, what, what do you know with regards to that deal um, and what do you make of as potentially pursuing another right-sided centre-back? Yeah, we did a story a couple of weeks ago um, and the fact he could come in to sort of compete with Shah. They're quite similar players, I suppose, ball-playing centre-backs. They've got good good um, ability to spread long balls and stuff like that. Um, but I think with Premier League moves, in-house Premier League moves, the price is always just going to be way too high. And I think if he was 23, it might be a bit more of a goer, but I think he's 27. Um, and £40 million Palettes have asked for I can't see it. I can't see it personally. And I don't know if he'd want to come to Newcastle if he's going to play only, you know, play behind Shah um, next season. I appreciate, you know, we've got Champions League as well and he could get a good stretch of games there. But, but I suppose it's an indication of what the sort of player Newcastle are looking at. Um, someone who can play on the right side, sort of supplement Shah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see Newcastle willing to spend £40 million on on 27-year-olds who come in as relatively a bit of a backup, really. Interesting. Um, but, boys, this one um, picked up as well uh, a little bit of um, momentum. But, uh, Daz, do you want to come to something first? Yes, I think we have to, as, as per our rules. Super chat received. And this one comes from Will. And Will says, for me, we need a left-back and a right centre back before any winger strike, especially now we know Gordon can be nine as well as a winger. And cheers to that will as well, by the way, for the for the super chat donation. Definitely. But we're, we're talking about the the right centre back position now. So look, I'll come to you on it. Um, you know, Jack's has talked about uh, the right centre back position and talked about Joachim Anderson. What's your opinions on this? Is it the position that we need to strengthen? Is Joachim Anderson the right person for you, Daz, that we should be targeting? Well, you know, we've been talking about him for the last three or four weeks, and I know very little about him, and I haven't brought myself to do a, a little YouTube search on him. So he's not, he's not, he's not doing it for me. You know, uh, he's, he's not sexy enough uh, for 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 uh, who I want to bring in this this window. But um, no, no, look, I haven't really. Don't know an awful lot about him, but as Jack alludes, and I think it's the age as well that puts me off. If we're spending that kind of money on, on someone, I want them to be like I know he's Premier League experience, uh, but I want them a bit younger, um, to, to be around a little bit longer and and be 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 adaptable to 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 play a kind of second fiddle-ish to, to Shar because Shar would still be our number one. That's the kind of player we want. Someone a bit younger that will will oust Shar, let's say, but not just take him over straight away because we need mm. big big money for, for that. Uh, so that's just my thoughts on. I, I think it's one that that won't happen really. Mm. Forty million pound potentially, a lot of money, Richie. Uh, is, is he worth it? I know you know a little bit about Joachim Anderson. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Do you know what? It's it's funny because I remember when we did all of the uh, match day lives and when we uh, during the lockdown and stuff that that season, and he was at Fulham then, and we didn't just like obviously watch Newcastle because, because there wasn't much to do. We were watching a lot of football then, and Joachim Anderson was obviously at Fulham at the time on loan from Leon, and 
I, I remember saying several times, I remember having a good conversation with Chris Hall on this, and I said, he's just, I, I don't understand why we don't go. I think he's very, very underrated. And I know, like, as you know, Jack said, he probably isn't that uh, sexy sort of, you know, guy you want to come in and take over from Fabian Shaw. Um, he's probably, I think he's probably slightly a little bit better than than Shaw. But I think when you start talking 40 million, you want to be getting someone who's head and shoulders above Fabien Shaw. And then Shaw becomes your, what Jamal Lascelles has been this season. So I think he's back up. Um, and I just, I just don't think 40 million is right. But however, it would be interesting with the situation Palace are in. Obviously, Palace have just lost Zaha, which is obviously we know has got a few different options on the table and won't be going there. Uh, obviously, we found out last week Mike, uh, Michael Lise has got a, a really bad hamstring injury and he's going to be out for a while. So do do Palace need the money for elsewhere in the team? So that obviously, the, the, their attack and threat have pretty much you know they've just gone because I don't think anyone really looks at Jordan Ayew and goes, wow, you know, dangerous there. Eberechi is it? Yes, good player. But could he carry you know the, the attack and threat of Crystal Palace going forward for the start of the season? You and you know you've um, you've got Edward as well. Who he's all right, but you know as, as I said about Ayew, oh, he's not really that one you turn on and go. Better keep lying him tonight, lads. Is he? So I think you've got to look at if you were just you know put, even be cheap enough to put say, like a twenty million pound bet bid in for him, right? Is is that sort of where he is for that age? And is that twenty million where they're going to start to concentrate because they need to reinvest that money elsewhere? Uh, but for me, forty million not, not at that price for him. Uh, you know, I would I would probably say twenty five tops him. Uh, just you know, twenty seven. He's just that wrong side of great age. But uh, you know, he's, he's still got years. He's got years on on Shaw and the cells. So it's you know that that's a positive. But it's it's a lot of money, as Dad said. It's a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, definitely, it, it is a lot of money. I think there are other centre backs out there that we can get for that sort of price. That's for sure. Um, but look, uh, it, it's one that might well rumble on. Uh, and look, Jackson, I imagine you'll you'll be keeping abreast of all things that are going on, Joachim Anderson related, and will report it to us as w- we hear it. Um, interestingly, uh, there has been a, a tentative link with his centre back partner, Mark Gay. Now, for me, he is a player that I would definitely look to sign. Now, he predominantly plays on the left side of defence, but he is right-footed, so he could potentially play on the right-hand side of the centre-back uh, position. Yeah. Um, again, it is a tentative link. Lee Ryder of the Chronicle reported on it. Um, that we're looking at that. Is the centre-back position somewhere that we, uh, that we should be prioritising in this position? Because... You look at the reason why I say this is you look at Botman and Shaw, they were so good last season. But do we need to strengthen it just in case they don't have the type of seasons that they had last season? And the reason why I say that is because they were pretty much fit all season, which is amazing for us, but it's not always guaranteed. What do you think about that, Daz? Like, from from, yeah. from that position, is it, is it that priority that we need to get? <laughs> Centre back in. Well, to answer that, Pete, you are, I, I can 
I, I can immediately strengthen the centre-back pairing or the options of centre-back by bringing in a left-back because then you'll move Dan Byrne in, into that, that centre-back rotation period there. So, so definitely for me, left-back has to be sorted uh, this window. It, it's too risky uh, like we, uh, going into a season, especially in Champions League, Dan Byrne. That, yeah, no, uh, I don't want to see that. Um, but uh, I, I, I think... It's for a right centre back. It's it's on my list, but it's lower priority. I'd rather I'd rather the 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 uh, the left back position first, then a, a young attacker and uh, player that can kind of play wing slash up front that 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 can be and and, and doesn't mind being used in a rotation because as we said before, the whole Wilson Isaac situation, Wilson can get injured fairly easily, and uh, we just got lucky last season. He lasted most of the season, so yeah, there's, there's priorities, and it's it's lower down my my pecking order. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, would you? Um, in fact, you know what? I'm 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 going to switch off, switch over to this because this is a player that I've, it was been reported on transfer.com, Jack, and I'll come to you. Uh, with regards to this, and it is um, uh, Goncalo uh, Iniacio from uh, Sporting Lisbon. Um, you, uh, well, I, I think, no, sorry, from the Football Insider, uh, in fact, but I know you talked about it, we talked about it before we went live, that it was a player that you were aware of. Uh, Peter Rourke has put the story out in the last couple of days that we are interested in him. Well, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? And, and and is that a realistic target for us? Really, really is. He's young. His release clause is below 40 million quid, I think. He, I think he's 21. Um, he is left-footed, but he can play either position um, in a central midfield. Sorry, central defence. And also, also as a left-back as well. I'd love to get him, to be honest. Um, and also, well, I think Liverpool are interested as well, but... I don't know if they do it again, snatch one from us, but um, I think it'd be great. And I have heard as well, there's been some things about Newcastle looking at the Portuguese market quite a lot recently. So it's no surprise to see his name come out. Um, but he'd be mint, you know, 21 years old. I think he's 21. He could be 22. Um, relatively cheap, as I say, versatile, left-sided. Because I like to see not Dan Byrne play left-back next season, but for the same system to be implemented, not to have a six foot seven guy bombing up and down the wing, but someone who's can play centre back and is a bit of height and isn't like a, a, a Rin Lodi or something like that. Like, I like to keep the same system and get someone who's perhaps a little bit more versatile than Dan Byrne, but certainly not just like our oh, five foot seven wing back kind of thing on the left. I like to keep that. So I'd really like to see him come in. Um, it makes a lot of sense and be relatively cheap considering the release clause that's there. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, uh, Richie, I think you, you'd mentioned or, or you talked about in, in the episode before. I think we've had conversations on him on him before. There's a lot of teams that are monitoring him though. Is this a case where we, we could potentially get into a bidding war with a player like this? Because as Jack said, he is a supremely talented player. 21 years old, got... You know, he, he he almost fits the profile of what Newcastle United are looking for. He does. He, he ticks all the boxes, and, and, and unfortunately, he ticks the boxes as of a lot of other teams, as you've just said, Pete. And the, I think the problem is it for some reason it's 
you know, we've discussed this before, and it was, it was very similar when Eddie Howe came in. There wasn't that much of a furore when Eddie Howe came in, but if you were turning around and thinking it was, you know, Nagelsmann coming at Newcastle with a win, and everyone would have been through the roof because similar age, you know, they've got similar capabilities as coaches. But sometimes it's like with with this, if you look at Ignacio, everybody looks at the Portuguese market, as, as Jack's just said, and everyone's like, oh, well, he's the next big thing. He's this, that, and he and sometimes it's like you don't necessarily look at it. You go back to Mark Gee, there seems to be a lot more people talking about Inacio than, than there is Mark Gee. And I think for me personally, I I prefer to go with Mark Gee at this moment in time. I just, you know, he's already in, in the England setup. Yeah. Um, you know, and to be fair, he's probably going to cost a similar sort of amount to what Inacio is. And he's already established in the league. And you know what you're going to get. And he's a rock solid sent off. Whereas, yes, he's. He's got all his potential in the world, as everyone keeps going on about. But is he is he is he the next Ruben Diaz sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? We don't know. That's always a risk when you buy from an, even though like a not top, a non top five league. Do you know what I mean? Which you know put the Portugal league is. But it's interesting about what's going on. And it, do you know what? If he came in, I wouldn't be disappointed because I think Eddie Howe would work wonders with him, which he had like he had some of the rest of the squad. It's just. I, I would still prefer Mark Gale. And to be fair, there's still other, other targets out there for the set about Mark who I think Newcastle could potentially look at still, who you know we've talked about on here before over previous transfer windows, which haven't really been brought up again. But that, that might be for another day, I don't know. But look, it's not one I'd, uh, I would uh, terminals if he was to come through the door. Definitely, uh, Mark Gaines is is one for me that I would I would look to go for. Uh, the only problem is is that having spoken to D uh, from the Crystal Palace channel, uh, he has put a price on Mark Gay, and he doesn't believe he will leave Crystal Palace uh, for anything less than eighty million. Give our you can imagine you can imagine the likes of Dan Potts and Lawless and all the rest of it that reacted to that. It was just full of laughter emojis uh, on the back of that. But that's what we we're going to say. Sorry. I was going to say I think um, apologies, D, and I, I think I met D, and uh, he, he's a nice guy, but he's a bit deluded. He's also talking about his um, Franca as well as to Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, come on! You can be fighting relegation this season. I'm sorry, but uh, no, it, it's not happening. And Roy's back in for 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 another go as well. But uh, no, um, so, sorry, D. I don't. I don't think uh, you're barking up the wrong tree there. I think you've got a realistic, realistic you look at. You're probably looking at forty million for around. That's probably about, probably about a realistic sort of price. He's only twenty two year old. Do you know what I mean? And he's an England national already. That that's a fair price for me. With three years on your contract left, so eighty million give away. Yeah, David Cook's put in the chat. D is deluded, and yes, he he is very much so. We are aware of that, but uh, yeah, uh, he does come up with little nuggets of good opinions now and again. But uh, look, um, that's. Uh, do we need the music again? Oh, I think we need the music. Yeah, hang on, hang on, and have to find it then after that. Super chat received. Yes, now there was another super chat, and I think it was from Skeffington Mag. Yes, it is. Uh, cheers, Skeffington Mag. All helps towards this amazing channel. Thanks very much. Thanks for the Skeffington Mag. Um, also, uh, Stephen is back again, and I see him. He's uh, 
he's, he wants he wants to give give more give away more memberships. Uh, I think his memberships last for for a month. But it will it will get you into a few of our our member draws. So they're, they're valuable. You can win a, win a prize up to about seventy seventy five quid for the club shop. So all all uh, valuable. And uh, thanks even for for being so generous uh, to, to our chatters. Definitely, all appreciated as well. And uh, uh, I just dropped a picture in the in in the brand as well. Um, hold on. Uh, so Amos, who's watching the channel right now, he's just tweeted his uh, loaded mic and UFC on the big screen. So he's watching us on the big screen tonight. Massive thanks to you for putting that out on social media. Um, brilliant to have you in the chat. Put a question in there. We'll we'll get to that very very shortly to add, uh, ask Jacks uh, lots and lots of questions. All uh, Newcastle United related. Over four hundred in the chat. Yeah. Right now, Daz, go for it. Sorry, no, that's um, what I was going to say. I was, yeah. I was going to do, do, do a Chris Hall and go get, get where he has that thing hidden. Uh, here it is, and smash that like button and subscribe if you're if you're not subscribed. And the subscribe if you subscribe as well, it will enable you to to get in the chat. So uh, uh, do that. And yeah, thirty six percent of our viewers watch us on on the TV. But so make sure you're logged into your uh, Google account or on on the TV. So that will enable you to hit that like button. Uh, so yeah, definitely another super chat in as well, Daz. Oh, um, ahead of me. Yeah, it just popped up now. Um, so I don't know if you want to. Get the get the music. Ten pounds. Thank you to. <laughs> Ian, um, normally watch on the telly, but, but on the PC tonight, keep up the good work. And Daz has just talked about that. Cheers, Ian. Brilliant stuff. Um, and yeah, uh, put a question in about transfers, if you wish, uh, with the Super Chats. And, and look, we'll, we'll answer those questions straight away as priority, because you guys are uh, Super Chatting the channel right now. Look, um, one player... Before we get to some questions that I wanted to talk about, interesting um, new uh, link from from my perspective. Uh, it's um, and it's Reese Nelson. Um, Reese Nelson has been linked with Newcastle the last few days. Um, looks to be surplus to requirements for regards to Arsenal. Had some moments last season where he come on and make a difference. Um, Transfer.com reported it. Um, Steve K nine. Um, re reported that we may well be um, looking at Reese Nelson uh, in terms of a possible move. Now, do you know anything about this, Jax? Do you know uh, uh, whether this is uh, something that could be potentially firmed up with Newcastle United in, in the weeks to come? I uploaded his story to the site, but other than that, I don't know. But yeah, Steve's pretty good. He's, I think he's one of the first to uh, mention Calvin Phillips, and then that was sort of I think even Luke Edwards said that as well recently. So, yeah, it might be saying in it, he's a good Arsenal line. He really does have a really good Arsenal line as well. I'm sure it might be a player that Newcastle might like. But at the same time, I don't know. I think we'll be looking like maybe to go get someone else in beforehand. I think he's probably going to sign a contract at Arsenal. He's not actually at Arsenal anymore as a free agent. Yeah. So, it's supposed to be quite a good player. I don't know too much about Reese Nelson, really, other than he's just been at Arsenal for about eight years. But other than that, I don't really know. But um, I don't know. Maybe you like to come in later in the window or something after we get a couple of marquee signings in. But no, I have no insight on that. I wish I did, other than uploading the story. Yeah, it's an interesting one. He had um, he had a spin in Germany. I think it, I think it might have been Hoffenheim that he went to. But he did well there. 
Um, and then he's come back to England. It just hasn't seemed to go right since he come back. Now, I don't know, look, Daz, I come to you, I don't know if you've seen much of Reese Nelson. To be fair, a lot of his business this season has come off the bench. It's come late on in games. But, like, is this a player, again, that we're looking at, not necessarily a first-choice replacement? Is it a squad player that you would take at Newcastle? Reese Nelson looks to be on a free transfer. You know, yeah, that, that was my that was my question that I was going to ask. Is it oh, a free yeah. transfer? So, and and if, if he is a free transfer, yes, I would I would look at him. I haven't seen that that much of him. I, I have I know I've seen him when when Arsenal would have thrown out uh, uh, the, the the young guns, I suppose. Uh, but I, I it doesn't he doesn't um, spring to mind. But yeah, to, to build up a squad there, uh, we need a bit of depth. Um, and so yeah, a, a younger option to have. And look, we can he. Um, that's worked for us in the past. Look, we've had Hayden. Remember, came came through the Arsenal uh, mm. from Arsenal, and he did a job for us for a while. Like, we're in a different situation now, but still, we, we still need some squad players to to get on. So, yeah, I'd, I'd consider. It. Actually, I'm laughing because there's an awful lot of people are looking at Stephen's offer, and Ian is, is saying he's the last. Uh, uh, Simon, yeah, it's uh, well, I, I'm a lady in the high pitch voice, and uh, there's a few more. Uh, where is he gone? Oh yeah, D- Dave as well. Uh, I'm definitely last. So there you go. Spoil <laughs> for choice there, there, Stephen. Um... Well played, lads. Well played. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> that is brilliant. Uh, memberships for everybody. <laughs> That's what we say. Oh, that is brilliant. Um, um, one thing I wanted to come to you. Um, Richie, on with regards to Reese Nelson, you know, first of all, of course, um, you know, how much do you know about him? Would you take him, particularly on a free transfer? What was really interesting is I spoke to Pox the other day. I was on, I was on his channel, and I couldn't believe what he said. He said that Reese Nelson is on a hundred grand a week. If, if that's you know, if that's the case, it's lunacy, really, isn't it? To be fair, because. He's gonna be even if he moves on his you know to his next club, he's gonna want the same wage. But has he actually deserved or you know that sort of wage? You realistically, I think what you you know what you've seen him, you'd be looking at no more than twenty grand a week. I think at a push, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But because for for me, his his career it sort of mirrors what Joe Willicks did at Arsenal, um, where obviously he was in and around the squad. He, he got the odd European game and you know, like Europa League and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, then he came on loan to Newcastle. He went to Hoffenheim, then a couple of seasons later, he went to Feyenoord for a year. But obviously, he hasn't done enough to kick on for to what to make one of the moves permanent, perhaps. And um, I don't know, he just seems to be always around the squad, but never essentially. It's to be fair, it's like. On a free, it's a no-brainer, realistically. When you, you you know, I don't know if anybody saw the game at the Emirates between Arsenal and Bournemouth. Um, I think me and I think me and Pete were actually talking about this as the game was. Yeah, going we, live. I think we were watching it live together. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were watching. <laughs> we were. We actually, we were talking about. We couldn't believe not, we not together, not together, together. Oh no, but we, we were just we were separate. We were watching it virtually together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't get any ideas, people. No, no, there no, was, def- was definitely there was definitely two TVs involved in two hundred miles difference. So, <laughs> uh, but no, but you, you said you, we were watched that. We couldn't believe he, he absolutely transformed that game when he came off the bench. 
Um, and it was a fantastic three points. And the goal he scored, you know, in stoppage time and nit to negate was a phenomenal finish. So he's got it in his locker as well. And it'll be interesting to see because obviously, you know, I think, you know, Marty's just put that in the chat and it's just been started. He's a, he's very, very good friend with Joe Willick. So, you know, on that sort of thing as well, it's really, really interesting that, you know, it's, it's a, you know, the likelihood is that he probably will sign a deal with Arsenal, but, you know, it's 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 one to watch, I think, because especially how, how everyone keeps going about FFP and stuff like that, this is one to watch as the window goes on, for sure. Um, because, as I said, yes, OK, there's no transfer fee, obviously. He'll want a, a sizable sign non-fee, obviously, but the, the good thing is it's not going to be anywhere near the transfer fees because he, he can't really demand that high a sign non-fee realistically for what he's achieved so far. But he's got so much potential uptake and that's what he's, you know, what you see in little dribs and drabs. If he was to live that on a week-to-week basis, which I believe he could under Eddie Howe, um, could it end up possibly one of being one of the best Premier League free transfers if that was the case, if, they, if the, he delivers on the potential he's got under Eddie Howe at Newcastle? Twenty-three years old. Um, Great age. <laughs> didn't even need to. Didn't even need to say anything more. I just thought the thing that you boys, you guys, you guys, it is a great age. You're absolutely right. But the, the, the key to the, the point is exactly what Marty said in the chat and what you mentioned, Richie, as well. Is that he's good mates with Willock, and someone like Reese Nelson should be looking at Willock as an example of what he's done since he's left Arsenal, mm-hmm. since he's left the club. He's gone on and made his own name. He's actually made his name bigger since he left Arsenal. And there's always seems to be this obsession of staying with Arsenal for as long as possible, because as long as you stay with Arsenal, you're a name. Joe Willock's booked the trend because he's come to Newcastle and he's made himself a name in his own right. And I tell you what, in my opinion, or... or if he did not picked up his hamstring injury when he did, I think he'd have been in this England squad that was yeah. played just, just in the out season. I think, you know, he's clearly just recovering from his, his hamstring injury. It was clearly a bad one at the time. We could see that. But I genuinely believe he would have been in the England squad. And I think come September, if he starts the season well... Um, I, I do believe he'll be in that squad there. It's, it's, it's interesting to follow up on that because obviously I don't know if anyone else saw on, on social media. I know there was a bit of Twitter hoo-ha where you can only see so many tweets over the weekend. So you might not have seen it, but there was a post put on about uh, a screenshot about Reese Nelson on Instagram uh, about Joe Willock's move to Newcastle where he said about go and let, show yourself to be the player you can be. It's your time to shine sort of thing. Now, it'll be interesting to actually li- to say if he listens to his own advice, to, you know, to one of his mates, whether he would do that and then think, do you know what, I've, I've, I've got to do it. I can't just sit on my arse and what if, what if, what if. I've got to go and take a chance at some point in your career. And as we said, 23, it's, you know, free agent. It, it, it's a pivotal point in his career where he's got to decide which way his career wants to go. I don't agree that he should sign a new deal at Arsenal. No. Never going to get the minutes there. He's never going to get the opportunity to develop his career in the way that I think his ability deserves. I watched quite a bit of him when he was at Hoffenheim. And I, I genuinely thought, I genuinely thought, with the way that he played at Hoffenheim, that he would go to Arsenal and be a first-team starter. Mm-hmm. And all they did is just chuck him back into the squad and say, you can come on now and again, cut games, and they just kept him in the same mould that he was before after an impressive 
performance uh, in Germany. And it just goes to show at that point, if I'm if I'm him, I'm thinking, I've got no future here. I've got no future at this club. So moving to Newcastle, where you're working with Eddie Howe, you're working with Joe, Lee, uh, sorry, Joe Willick and, and the rest of the players that are doing the business at this moment in time, playing Champions League football. So he's, he's not like he's coming into a team that's a Palace or a Wolves or another team that are down there at the bottom end of the table. He's coming into a team that's playing Champions League football, potentially. You know, the, thing, you know, the thing you've got to think is, why would he sign another contract when he, you've got, you look at, you've got Martinelli ahead of you, realistically, on that left-hand side. Um, you've got, who else? Trossard's just coming from Brighton as well. And then you've also, you know, if you, you, you can play in that 10 role as well. So, okay, you've got Odegaard who plays there. You've also now got Havert has been signed as a potential number 10 as well. Where does he fit in? He, he doesn't fit in that long term. It's it, he needs to move on, you know. If if Newcastle wasn't the, the case, a team we've already mentioned before would probably be an ideal fit from where you go and show. And obviously, the the person and that would be someone like Crystal Palace because they need that. He's going to get the game time week in week out. But you know what I mean. It, but also, if you look at Newcastle, you look at how many left wingers have we really you could say is nailed on the place because there's talk about Alan Sam Maxwell going. You've got Joe Joe Linton who's not really left winger. You know, he can play there, but you wouldn't say he's out and out there. And then you, everybody else is people who could, who can play there. They are out and out, you know, left forward sort of thing. So he's got some weight in coming in nearly on. Obviously, Anthony Gordon's coming, but we've said that him, he can play anywhere along the, the he's so versatile. So, you know, you could look at him on the right. We don't know, but he's got more potential going forward at Newcastle than he would ever at at Arsenal. It's just a no-brit. If, if he gets advised off his agents to re-sign there, he needs to turn around and, and basically just say, look, he needs to hire a different agent because they're not looking after his career. That's just literally a payday. Yeah, mm. yeah absolutely. Uh, it would be an interesting one to keep an eye on as that uh, materialises. I do hope that even if he doesn't come to Newcastle, he goes somewhere else to play his football. To play his football because I, I do think he's he's actually a really talented boy. Um, he's just he's just staying at the wrong club. But um, look, at this point now, I, I can see we've got 32 questions starred. Let's fire some questions at Jack um, for, for um, all things Newcastle United transfers or players in general. What, what, Daz, what, what we got for him? Yeah, I'll I, I focus on the ones that specifically for Jack first and we, we revert around it again. So yeah. from Lisa, question for Jack. Has he heard any rumours on assigning another Italian player to be buddies with Wharton Ali? David Santon. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, have no, I think it's quite unique, isn't it, getting an Italian player over to the Premier League? Um, no, I, unfortunately not at the moment. Maybe um, Wilfred Nonto at uh, Leeds. I think he's been Ooh. admired, isn't he? So, that's it. <laughs> so, so you're good, ruling good, out good Good mates as well, those were fairly the twenty ones as well, Nonto and uh, Tonali. Well, there can be something there, a bit of a dynamic going there, yeah. But uh, yeah, nothing I've heard recently, anyway. Sorry, as I cut you off, if you want to mention that name again, because I know it's a yeah, name that I, I really like. Oh, we do know No, it's, yeah, you know the one I was saying is so. You're ruling out Chiesa then, Jack? Chiesa, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, Juventus might want to sell him. Yeah, yeah. Can, he's not, not going to turn up at Villa, though. I heard talk of Villa. That that doesn't sit right for me. Uh, the, the the pride that I that I that I have 
just relaying this to you now, guys, is that um, apparently um, Villa put a bid in for Chiesa. Chiesa <laughs> said that Ooh. he doesn't want to go to Villa because they're not at the level that he wants to play at. Uh, so if Villa, <laughs> if Villa watch, is watching right now, <laughs> hey, then, as well. Hope you well. Hope you well. Hope you tweet this. <laughs> um, right, next one for Jack. Jack, how likely is it we won't sign any more midfielders and give more minutes to Ellie Lanson and Lewis Miley? I'm sure they'll get more minutes, but I reckon they'll get another midfielder in. It just depends where about. So they'd be a number ten, number six, I reckon. Um so, yeah, I don't think they're just going to rest in their laurels and be like, right, we'll give the kids loads more minutes next season. I think they've got to act on it. I think Champion Champions League is going to be harder next year. And I think they've got to really strike while the iron's hot um, this time round. So, I imagine another midfielder will come in. But it just depends who. Um, and, you know, I think with sponsorship stuff and, you know, I know there's been like newspaper reports about only spending X amount, but it's quite normal for clubs to do that early on. All clubs are at that sort of saying, oh, we're skin and all this kind of thing. I think we'll see a bit more movement uh, towards the end of this month, coming into August as well. So I won't worry too much. But start definitely start panicking when it gets like middle, like August and that, and there's no one kind of thing. But we should be all right. Cool. cool. Next one, Jordy Two for Life, and he likes to give a bit of scope in, uh, in your answer to this one. So he asks, question for Jack. If you were manager of Newcastle and you had 50 million to spend on one player... Who would you buy and why? That's a really good question, isn't it? Uh, who would I buy? I think probably I'd go 50 million. I'll probably have change of this as well, Kepren Turam. I'll probably get Kepren Turam and have a bit of change. I think I'd get him in as a number six. I know he doesn't play there traditionally, but the sort of a rotational number six of Tonalini or something like that, I think he's going to be absolutely huge in, in the future. I think at 21 years old, relatively cheap. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Kepren Tram and then have a bit more money to give Paul Dammit a pay rise or something for the rest of the money. <laughs> can, we, can we stick with Kepren Tram just because, okay. um, uh, with, with Kepren Tram, the, there is genuine links there. And obviously today, um, uh, Ben Jacob said that now Liverpool have dropped out of the race for Kepren Tram. Um, it doesn't say... Uh, whether any other team are in for him. It looks like um, uh, uh, Romeo Lavia um, is the one to watch with regards to Liverpool. I think I, t- I tweeted that today and said, I would love, I think we'd all love, regardless of that, we'd all love Kefren Tram at Newcastle. Mm. Um, you know, in your opinion, Jax, what, what is, what is do, you, do you think it's likely that Newcastle could potentially put their money in and go, now that the one of the bigger clubs that were linked with him are now out of the running, could Newcastle be that next one in line? Could be, yeah. He'll definitely leave Nice. He'll definitely leave Nice. Um, we heard that as far back as January that he'd be going. Um, and it won't take a great amount either, sort of 40 million euros, something like that, maybe a bit higher. I think Nice won a bit of a saga, though. There were a few clubs to come in. But it was a bit, a bit of a surprise that Liverpool just backed out of it because the talks were progressing quite well there. I think there's been quite a lot of... A few reporters who have linked him to Newcastle. I think we were one as well. Um, but it's just interesting. We haven't heard any more than that. We know that Nice um, will be looking to sell this window. 
and Newcastle like him, and he's relatively young. He ticks so many. He's so. I don't know if you've watched him. I haven't watched him much, but like for his height, I think he's six foot four. His dribbling ability is just out, It's just almost bizarre to see someone so lanky. It's like Dan Byrne, like <laughs> like Ronaldinho or something like that. It's just like really, really bizarre to see. But he can, he's so good on the ball, technically as well. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't see. It wouldn't be like a huge surprise if Newcastle, you know, made a proposal or at least had talks. Now Liverpool went out of the way because I think again, I think he was one they wanted to go to Liverpool, but now they've pulled out. Then you know, I'm sure his agents can be ringing around to a lot of football clubs saying like, "Will you sign my client?" and this kind of thing. So uh, yeah, he'd be, and I wouldn't be surprised as well if Man United come get involved in that. Considering his low price, we haven't heard anything yet, but I just wouldn't be surprised if they they you see a link with Kepren Trav and Man United too. I, I I reckon we should. I think we should send the ASM back to Nice. He's, he's over there at the minute. I love posting videos of the place. Let's just do a swap. <laughs> um, ASM. Um, I think <laughs> if, if he's got one more season, like if it's the same point this season, like next year, I wouldn't be like, oh, should we get keep him or sell him? I think injuries have played him. There's that Instagram post made me think he was going, and then there's been like sounds like like reports saying like he's going to go and stuff. I think probably what it is is if a Newcastle get a fee or an offer of forty million quid, they'd probably go for it, but they're not going to shove him out. I would quite like him to stay because I think he can do things that most players in the world can't, and if we just get him ticking in the right direction it can just be phenomenal for us I really really think that he just I'd really really want to have one blinding season with us I think he can do it but it's just there's something that's quite mismatch about this new Newcastle and him and I guess it's because under Bruce it was all about him and stuff I'm not having a go at him but you know how he's not yeah. he's not succinct with a uh a sort of team, it's more of like him, isn't it? You know, um, as an individual rather than performing as a team. But we saw, I think injury hasn't helped as well. Yeah. We, we talked just, about just, that a lot, didn't we? Uh, this season that, like, he he he's trying so hard to to fit into what Eddie Howe wants, and then he's is he losing a bit of what he is, and it's just getting that balance. There's times it's 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 worked, and he uh, or else he forgets himself and goes right, and it's like yes, we've got the real Maxi back, and then he's it it yeah consistency on on that. But I think I think the interesting question I'd want to ask all three is just basically answer yes because. I put a video in our WhatsApp chat today of the of the most unlikeliest, weirdest unveiling of uh, <laughs> Yotte at he had a day. I don't know if anyone else saw it. I think Jack's nodding. He said so. He looks like he's seen it as well. And it's it's called that Yotte has gone to Alan Yed for twenty five million from Celtic. Okay, which for me is ludicrous money, and it just goes to show the money. So I think ESM is a much better player than Yotte. So, if you were to get a bid from a Saudi club for, I don't know, 35, 40 million, do you take it? Someone asked that question, Richie, in the chat. This will, uh, yeah. Let me find it. We're gonna get, go on. Uh, here it is. Go on, Jack. You, you answer that first, but Oh, uh, like, if you said 50 million, I'd say yes. And if you said 30, I'd say no. It's right on the pit where it's not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I'd say no. But only just. Only just. Pete? Yeah. It's our brothers. It's our brothers. They're, they're going to put sixty million in. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, brothers, they're, they're part of they're part of us. So it's going to be a sixty million bid, and we're going to say, "Go and enjoy yourself." <laughs> That's what it's going to be. But um, it, it look, it, I'm joking. In all seriousness, I don't see Alan St. Maximum going over to Saudi. I, I genuinely don't. Um, I. It's really interesting. There's there's been a number of journalists, um, uh, um, not Jack, but um, but a number of other journalists over the course of this season that we've talked about that have said, Alison Maximin's not an anyhow player. Alison Maximin's not an anyhow player. He's going to leave, blah, blah, blah. He's going to leave, he's going to leave, he's going to leave. Those same journalists in the last three weeks that I've listened to on various podcasts and various things that they've put out have said, Eddie Howe wants him to stay. It's up to Alan St. Maximin. I cannot believe the change in some of these journalists that were adamant that he wasn't an Eddie Howe player and he wants to leave and are now saying that Eddie Howe wants him to stay and it's up to Alan St. Maximin whether he wants to leave. That mindset and that, that, that message that they're putting out there is very, very different to what they've been saying throughout the whole of this season. Um, I personally, and I've said this to you boys before in private and on shows, I don't think Alan St. Maxim wants to leave. I think he loves Newcastle. I think he loves the city. I think he loves the fans. I think he's shown that. He's been open with that. I don't think anything's changed. People might have an opinion on his playing ability. That's fine. Everyone's got that opinion. But do I think that Alan St. Maxim wants to leave? No. And I genuinely believe that if Alan St. Maxwell doesn't want to leave, he doesn't go. So uh, for me, I, I'm fully in my mind, and it might well change. We don't know. The transfer window changes very quickly. I, in my mind, I'm fully expecting him to be part of this squad and part of the team uh, for next season. And actually, I'm excited that, uh, that what he could potentially give to Newcastle in a Champions League season. Uh, because I think there's a potential for him to be really, really frightening. It, it, it's just a question of him staying fit, which has always been the question. Daz, you just mentioned it a second ago. That is the big question. If he can stay fit, I genuinely believe we'll do the business. Anybody, anybody that's on social media would have seen that video that was put out, and I can't remember who put it out, so I apologise that I haven't credited them. But there was a video that was put out and it was Alice at Maximum over the course of a season when he was fit and playing. And it showed his assists that he got this season. I think he was four or five. But it also showed the chances that he put on a plate for so many other players that they missed. Alice at Maximum could have been sitting on 10, 10, 10 assists this season. And I guarantee you, if it had been sitting on 10 assists this season, people's opinions of Alan at Maximum would have been very, very different. But let's see what happens. It wasn't uh, Alan St. Maximum that put out that video, was it? <laughs> it definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Um, and it was uh, a number of other people that... Um, people that are very, very um, well-known within the, the social media circle. I can't remember their names. I do apologise for that. But um, they did put a couple of videos out um, individually. Mm. Um, yeah. of that of that I've still got it I liked it I t- retweeted it so people can go back and see it through but uh, I think it was really telling I didn't even realize um, how much he created that wasn't yet put away but look it's a separate conversation let's see what happens 
he could well go and then that conversation should should, should we go back to a few more quick fire we go jump in anyone here with, with the comment uh right steve parker says other than the talk of Dara to Leeds, Bournemouth, not seen much other talk of outgoings. Henrik, Hayden, Fraser, Lewis, any news on those, Jack? No, Anyone? I just uh, I haven't seen Hendrick's name for a while. Um, <laughs> Lewis as well, yeah. No, I, I haven't heard much. The only um, outgoing I heard of was uh, Manquillo going back to Spain, uh, Genoa, um, not Genoa, sorry, Catafé, something like that. Um, but no, nothing on those. Lewis, that's such a shame. I don't know what's going to happen with Lewis because there was... It's quite a good sign and being really buzzed about that when we got him. I know we were playing under Steve Bruce in that, but I thought he could be the next big left back. He could be the next big thing. And it's just gone absolutely. But I imagine all of them will be moved on in time. I imagine Frazier will go to Scotland or something. I think the rest of them probably go to Championship, League One, that kind of thing. Um, Is this one here? Uh, Darlow, apparently, uh, uh, Bournemouth or Leeds, as it what was said in the chat. Uh, he was in line to go to Borough, but uh, Borough are now allying other alternatives on the back of that. Scott Wilson of the of the Echo has mentioned it. Um, it looks like he's definitely going and it seems to be on a permanent deal, which we've talked about before. We we wanted him gone, but not on the loan. So it could well be that if he goes, it is permanent, which I think yeah. would be good for the club. Remember the um when we were in the championship and he did them two saves against Forest. That's one of my favourite games. The penalty saves, I think it was. But yeah, yeah. obviously getting a bit old now, isn't he? I think he's sort of thirty-one or something. So yeah, time to move on. Wages as well be a factor, um, in in that sign as well. But uh, yeah, okay, let's move on. Uh, a lot of people are going asking. Uh, who's coming next after Tunali? Who's coming next? Who's coming next? Um. Uh, who knows who's coming next? A, Richie, you you put something in in our uh, in our chat. Uh, are you are you uh, swearing by your source there on, on that one? Uh, no, uh, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. We're not going to go with that because obviously uh, there was a few comments on social media. That sure wasn't there. Uh, but no, yeah, just you know, there's uh, some stuff on social media about apparently the stuff. Obviously, this might be something Jack can check with while you know he's on. But there's apparently. There's talk that there could be a deal getting done with Livermento, and talks have progressed a bit further. But I don't know. That might be something that uh, you know Jack can check. But uh, we'll just see. You know, was he mentioned a few weeks ago? It's still potting on, but going quiet again. And uh, I, I did see there's a few people been putting in the chat that uh, Southampton have signed another right back, a, a lad from Chelsea who's just gone on a free. Uh, who was you know? So that could that be the replacement for Livermento? I don't know, but. Just see. What's going to happen? It's going to happen. I think he wants game time as the issue. It's just the game time that was on offer from Newcastle. I don't think he wanted to play second fiddle to Trippier next season. But I don't know if he can play left back as well because I think he's can play both sides. Well, Trippier can play left back as well, can't he? So, you know, he's played there for England and stuff. So, yeah, it'd be a good signing. 20 years old, probably be England set up in a few years, I imagine. He's that good. And obviously, just that injury last season's just. Been a bit of a knock, but he was phenomenal. Like before, then he was absolutely phenomenal. So it would be a really good signing. But yeah, just got to get the game time sorted. That, that's interesting that, that, that you put that out there tonight, Richie, um, with regards to what you've heard, because uh, Jack's obviously put out there that it, it hit the stumbling block um, from that perspective. Um, the Southampton page had mentioned that, um, and this is from the Telegraph, that there, there had been a stumbling block and that they're threatening, they're, they are threatening to walk away from the deal because of, of various different reasons. One of them, like Jax has mentioned, that um, he 
wants to be a regular player. So that would be really interesting if he if he if he has changed stats. I'll be honest, I think he's fantastic. I'd mm. love him, Castle. I would absolutely love him in Newcastle. Like you boys have just said, twenty years. Old. I think it's you know if he wants to play right back, if he's, if he's going to be realistic, right? Where this, if he wants to play European football and, and um, you know the push your England on, who's he realistically going to go and play, uh, get nailed on? Uh, first team football for every single week in the top six. There's probably not no one really out there at this point. Yeah. Newcastle are probably the big, the best chance he's got because Trippier won't be played. Trippier's probably got what two years at best, lads. Would you realistically think that the highest at the highest level? So you know, possibly even twelve months, and then you look at Trippier where you you know put him back in the swap place, and Trippier becomes more of the squad fullback. You know, a bit having a role like what Richie has at the moment. You know, he's been a leadership from the bench, and in the you know possibly looking to do coaching badges and stuff like that, and stay with the the, the, the squad going forward. After that, you realistically you've only possibly you know even if they say he plays on the left or Trippier plays on the left, that could be only for one year. He's, he's he would be the future right back for Newcastle. Do this project, and it's for me. It's a no-brainer for him to sign for Newcastle. If I was in his shoes, over possibly, you know, what other options are there out there in the Premier League? You know, possibly go back to Chelsea, be behind Reese James again, which is one of the reasons why he wanted to leave in the first place. Because he's probably going to, unless Reese uh, James is injured, he's probably not going to get ahead, get ahead of him. And that was one of the reasons why he left. Um, but look. It is what it is. We'll see what happens over the next few days. As Jack put out earlier this morning, you know, the, the transfer is a funny thing. One minute, it can nothing's happening. It can change 24 hours later. And then once again, it can, it can go back again after 24 hours. Look, let's, let's just see what happens. That's all we can do. You know, we'll, as, as people were saying before, we'll, we'll everyone talk about a left-back. Who's to say we don't go for Livermento at right-back and we, we you know they both can cover at left-back or play left-back? It's what Mike said Mike, when we had Mike on the channel. Um, yeah. when, when the Livermento um, information dropped, he said that whenever Livermento was fit, Carl Walker Peters moved to left back and he moved that player out because he was a specialist at right back. Who's to say, from what you were saying, Richie, uh, you know, I agree that who's to say that Trippier doesn't move out to left back? See, and, Callum's just put in the chat there as well. Chelsea have got Malo Gusto now as well. Yeah. So where where does he fit in if he was to go back to Chelsea? It do, he doesn't. He's not going back. To, that that be a stupid move. If he goes back to Chelsea, it'll be to be he'll be signed by Chelsea, but he'll be loaned back out to another club, whether it's Southampton or somebody else. Like I can't see him going back to Chelsea and being a first team player. You have got Reese James, as you've mentioned, and other players there. That it just it doesn't make sense. Maybe a lot, lot of cheek just sitting there and then getting farmed yeah. out then when he, 10 years later. Um, good one here. Uh, a name we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, question for you, Jack. Then uh, Lindstrom, he's a name that was named, mentioned there in the last two days or so. Any word on him? I think um, I haven't heard anything of him. Um, I think Germany, have, didn't they report that Build reported that Newcastle were interested? But they, I think Build have a habit of like fanning the flames for players' agents to get moves across to the Premier League, to be honest. I probably, maybe I'm wrong. I, I can't say I've watched him loads or anything like that, but I, I wouldn't be like blown away. I'd be happy if I was Aston Villa. I'd be happy if I was Wolves, but I, I don't know about this guy. I mean, he's still relatively young. Had a relatively good season in, in Frankfurt. I think got seven assists, a couple of goals there as well, something like that. Um, but no, it's not something I've heard. Um, 
And yeah, we'll just, I think, you know, I don't think it's been mentioned elsewhere either. So yeah, no, it's basically enough I heard, but um, that's uh, yeah, Steve's story. Um, he did hear it. So um, I think what we heard that he was going to leave this summer. Um, I think Arsenal were actually linked to him as well previously, even far back as November, but nothing came of it probably because it's more of the German like um, side fanning yeah. the flames a little bit. But there is an expectancy, as Steve says, there that it's going to leave this summer. But I don't know, 30 million quid, something like that, probably do it. Um, we, we, we had this in our chat. Um, uh, look, Richard, I'll come to you on, on this um, because I'm, I don't believe you are too positive on this potential deal. Uh, Jasper Lindstrom, what, what, do you, what do you make of this um, uh, Danish international? It just, you know, it just, it just screams of agent talk. This for me, anyway. It just, you know, I, I know you have as well, Pete. We've watched quite a lot of the Bundesliga and stuff like that, and he's just never really, as I said before, use that analogy. He's not one of these get off, get off your seat sort of players and stuff. It's, it's like, it's like the Danish version of the Harvey Barnes transfer. Do you know what I mean? It's just like meh. There's, there's yeah. other people. You know what? Seriously, for thirty million, there's a lot of other people out there for thirty million who, not just me. I'm talking about probably every single person on the screen there, and everyone in the chat, and a lot of the Newcastle fan base would turn around and go, "I would much rather have him for thirty million." And um, we put a few names in the chat the other day. Do you know what I mean? And we were all turning around, and every single one of those names was better than Jesper Lindstrom. By, yeah. you know what I mean? They were and a lot more expensive as well, though. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's true. That's true. Not necessarily. If you, uh, to be fair, there's a couple. You know, like one that. Happy in our, in, our, in our chat today. I don't want to use that. I did. I did. But, yeah, but to be fair, I didn't. I didn't read. I didn't read the. <laughs> I didn't read the uh, the point that Richard made. Like, I thought he was on about existing PSG players. I was like, yeah, that was quite funny. That. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was one that just went like that, wasn't it, Pete? <laughs> it did because I was just, I was at work and I was just like a sort of message. I was like, oh yeah, what players will be? Re- oh, Verratti? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, anybody else can pen Bay? No, no, no. Don't know rumor. I think he's leaving anyway. Yeah, and Bappe. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Carry on. Did you have your yes? I'll rub your head on there. Did you? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm just thinking quickly. However, if I'd have said anyone, it'd be Marquinhos because apparently he's he is not being favoured at PSG. I'm going off off topic here. I would love him at right centre back uh, alongside Botman, but that's a different conversation. Sorry. <laughs> I have another one to throw us back on tra- uh, track. And speaking of our chat, when when uh, this when you put this in in our chat last night, Pete, I was disgusted. Uh, Chelsea now want wants Franca. Why? Everyone were talking. Every Brazilian wonder kid we start talking about that they, they rock up and take them. And even they even took the as someone put us on. They took the Jamaican lad as well. Uh, whispers. Uh, uh, that that was on trial with us. They, they just mm. just nab everyone, and again they're hoovering up all the young talent. But uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, well, sorry, D, he's definitely not going to Crystal Palace. But uh, ho- hopefully he he can uh, be persuaded to head towards uh, Jack. You're on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad guy. Tweeted yeah, <laughs> out today. Chelsea looking at a 25 million pound deal for Mateus Franca. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, he did that's... it with uh, Andre Santos as well. I don't know if you remember him from back yeah. in January, yeah. I think. And then they got him and yeah. uh, they had he had trouble with his his passport or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. it's, um, I don't know, Chelsea just going a mad one, aren't they, really? That's all they do. There was talk about Angelo Gabriel as well over the weekend as well, wasn't it, Daz? Yeah, there was. Another one we talked about for a while. It's, it's sickening. Yeah. yeah. Not good. Not good. But like the one thing that we have to remember is that Chelsea have got history with Brazilian players, whether it's Kennedy, ex-Newcastle, whether it's like, um, you know, the likes of Andrew Santos, whether it's Mateus Franca. There's a number of other players it gone before, may not have been successful, but have come through from a South American point of view, that they've got history with that. And that's where we, as a club, need to build up that reputation of bringing South Americans through. Um, and it's going to take time. It's going to take time and it's going to take money because, let's face it, some of those Brazil, like Brazilian South American players that come through, they don't, they're not, they don't come cheap. They're expensive for their age. And, and sometimes players are too expensive um, when you're not quite sure of what their potential is going to be. Um, so it's it's an interesting one, but it's disappointing because Mateus Franco in particular, Daz, remember we talked about it on, on our show during January when we had the bid rejected. We thought yeah. it would definitely go back and get done. And, and I know you were really excited about that because you know some of these Brazilian players you've kept a close eye on. So it is disappointing from that perspective. But, uh, yeah, and our scout in, in, in Brazil and South America, Foxy, will be all over those those names for us. So you'll have to get us some new names. Or, and the, the, Foxy get a whole lot of new names, and then Chelsea swoop in and, and, and add them on us again. So we have to get them before before their names get out, uh, I think. Uh, we, need, we need to do something earlier uh, because, uh, yeah, um, the 10 to pounds. Or if it's not, and if it's not Chelsea, it's Barcelona or Real Madrid swooping in. Yeah, definitely. Any other uh, questions? Yeah, there, there is still loads more questions. Um, yeah, I suppose get asked about Gordon as, as our third striker. Uh, I think we did touch on it the other day, but uh, any more thoughts on that? Scoring a few goals in the Euros? He's done well. He's done well. Um, I think number 10 is the best. The best I've seen him is as a number 10. So... I don't know as a striker. I don't think he's got the physicality or the sort of positional intelligence, I suppose, to have that be instinctive and stuff. But I certainly think number 10, is, that's his best position. I think, what, I think what you can see off a few of the goals he scored, look, especially the goal at Chelsea, and you also look at the goals he scored in the Euros, it shows he's got good movement in the in and around the six-yard box. So he doesn't necessarily have to... You know, if we've got creative players out wide, as long as he knows where he is, he's, he's good at getting himself in the right place at the right time sort of thing. So that could be something. As you, I suppose it follows up that number 10 role that you just said there, Jack. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't necessarily need to be the front focal point, but he can be in and around that 6 to 12 yards in front of goal. Um, and obviously, if he gets in those positions, he delivers, delivers, delivers the goods. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have um, a question, but I really need to ring someone on Merseyside for it. Let me get the question first. Uh, where is it? Yeah, question for the last. Would you let Wilson go? But now ring on Merseyside. Hello, Chris. Chris? Would you let Wilson go? <laughs> Evening, boys. How are we? 
Evening. I'll go, Chris. Hey, I'll go. Great to have you on the show. Hello there. Sorry, should I keep? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're all good. You're, you're all good, Chris. Uh, How are you doing, Jack? So... You okay? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Okay. So, Chris, are everything going to be it for Wilson? I don't, I don't <laughs> think he will. I'll tell you what, though. If, if, I was, uh, if I was the chairman, if I was Bill Kenwright or Mishiri, I'd definitely be bidding for Wilson. But, nah, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Did you guys see him? Rodrigo. Did, did you see him training today? Uh, Wilson. Nope. So, there's, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Maxi doing his training, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's been a, a number of other players. Wilson today was doing his doing his running as well, I think, with his little girl uh, up and down. Ooh. Similar to St. Ma- uh, Maximin. Um, he looked like he, he's putting the, the, the hard yards in for this season. Yeah, for big season. Surely, surely for Newcastle. Yeah, big season, big season for him, isn't it? Big season because obviously, I think everyone knows that like Isaac's probably going to be the number one, um, and unless Adial changes the system for him, um, Wilson's going to find himself having to try and get into the team. Um, so it's a massive, massive season for him. And when his chance comes, he'll want to do what he did at the back end of the season, only and bang the goals in and make himself undroppable. I'm assuming so. That's probably what he's going to be uh, going to be doing. Definitely. Uh, just a reminder, over 400 in the chat, make sure you click that like and subscribe. Uh, Daz has been spot on with the uh, the thanks and, and the subscribe. Uh, but the, there we go. There it is. There he is. <laughs> He's back. He's doing, it. He's doing it, Chris All He's on the button, as always, with this. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, we've got... I think at this point now, I think we're less than 200 away from 6K. 6K? We're so close. Come and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and get us to that 6K as soon as possible. And then we'll be on the march to 8K. That'll be the, I imagine that'll be the next target. But Daz, I want to come to you. We haven't talked about this, but you know what I'm coming for. No, I don't. <laughs> Republic oh, yes. In under yeah. 17 international. R- Romeo um, Akachuwu. Uh, um, has been linked with Newcastle United um, from various different sources over the last 24 hours. But also, not one, but two. Um, we've got Kevin uh, Zeffi from uh, Inter Milan. Um, what do you make uh, from, from that perspective uh, of these uh, um, Irish players being linked with Newcastle? Um, Romeo uh, Akachubu apparently is going to be visiting Newcastle and having a look at their facilities within the next day or two. No, well, I think it's great that 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 some Irish talent are getting a, a look in, uh, and uh, as Dan Ashford tries to, to build up the the U teams uh, in the academies. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about the first guy to tell you the truth. But yeah, there's a few clubs looking at at him. Of course, we have. Uh, my buddy from Galway United already on the books at at, at Newcastle, and uh, the the uh, the second guy there, Kevin Zaffini. Yeah, there's another bit of talk with him. He's at Inter, uh, and actually shout out to the Irish Mags group that I'm in as well. And one of the lads in that group, um, 
has played against him at underage level. So if that one was to come true, I'd be putting in a little uh, request to see if you want to come on the show and, and tell us a little bit about him. I played, uh, uh, I think he played against him, he scored a few goals. So uh, in, interesting talent he is. I look, there is a nice little few uh, YouTube clips of, of the, the guy at the intro, right? Uh, he looks decent. Uh, but yeah, I don't know an awful lot about him, uh, Pete, to tell you the truth, but um, bring it on. I just wanted to get the fact that we've got some Irish boys linked with the club and <laughs> it's great for you because obviously you being that neck of the woods it's great to have some representatives potentially representing Newcastle along yes. with Alex Murphy as well so um, great stuff there I actually that, that, uh, that Kevin I think it was the Kevin guy uh, he, his agent is Stephen Carr uh, ex Spurs and, and ex Newcastle, you know, wouldn't have been my one of my favorite players for Newcastle, Stephen Carr, but uh, he was brilliant for Spurs back back in the day. In the day, uh, so it's a nice little interesting blast from the past there. Interesting. Uh, what what have we got? What have we got for Jacks? I know we've got a little bit, <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit of time left before we wrap up. Yeah, there was one or two more. Uh, yeah, there was uh, Bella Ketchup. As I'm probably saying his name, I'm Bill Ketchup. Uh, any any talk of him uh, from Southampton, Jack? I haven't heard anything, but I imagine because his club's been relegated, his agent will probably be putting a load of stuff out there and offering him to clubs. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him linked. Um, good player, though. Wouldn't mind him. I think he's a decent player. Um, but no, nothing might end on him, unfortunately. I think if we go to like a mid-table Premier League side, would be my guess anyway. Cool. Uh, one that, that I know Pete and Richie like uh, R- Rico Henry any word on him? The Man City the Man City player um, Brentford Brentford oh Rico Henry no I, I'm nothing on Rico Henry either unfortunately <laughs> I think a bit rubbish but... I wouldn't I wouldn't mind Rico Lewis he'd be decent <clears throat> would he? Rico Lewis I don't, think, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I don't yeah. think City would let him go would he? no that's what I thought like no chance yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah, question from the goat. Uh, question for Jack: Is there anything in the uh, Theo Hernandez talk? If you ask me, uh, four weeks uh, impossible. But uh, since the Tunnel is signing, I can no longer rule anything out. Um, nothing I've heard, but that that would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? If we got him, um, I don't know what his contract's like. You know, a lot of these ones you can just say if you see a link with a new like oh. Linked to Newcastle, just have a look at their contract. If it's above 200,000 a week, it's not going to happen at this point anyway. It's going to be organic growth. So I don't know what he's on at the moment. I don't know what his contract's like. Um, I can't see it, to be honest. I'd love it, but I can't see it. Cool. Shout out. Just to, sorry, just to jump in once. I don't know whether you've already spoken about this, but you know the um, Tonali signing. Do you think we can expect another Italian player, not necessarily Italian, but certainly a player coming from Serie A to kind of help Tonali settle? Do you think that's something that you could see, Jack? Or um I don't I don't think that I was I was asked a similar question. I was asked if there's another Italian player that could come in. Um but no I I don't think so. I don't think they'd sort of sign another player just to sort of alleviate but he would I don't know if he can talk English. I'm not sure. I mean that Yeah he can Okay, well, I think that, that goes a long way, really. But I understand it might be a bit of a culture shock coming from Milan. Um, 
it's quite interesting to know that we've got a line to Milan, though. You know, our clubs can forge relationships as well from doing transfers. I mean, look at like, I don't know, five years ago, Southampton, Liverpool, it's not quite the same. But uh, yeah, nothing at the moment on, on that front. Um, I don't know who'd be in Syria that like really tickle our fancy. Really, um, I think it would be a fantastic link. It goes back, it goes to Milan as well. It would fit in with the position we need uh, and ticks a lot of boxes. Would be uh, Tamori, yeah, he'd be mint, wouldn't he? He'd be really, really good. Probably cost too much money, though, I reckon. And Barella was linked as well, I suppose, but not to Nali now. But yeah, he'd be really good. I don't know why Chelsea sold him. Maybe Tammy Abraham as well. <laughs> you know that the shocking thing is, is that there's apparently there's a there's a swap deal with um, uh, McKenny who was on loan at Leeds yes. and Kalulu at AC Milan, and I'm just like, Ooh. what is going on here? Yeah. How how are Juventus getting Kalulu who has been unreal for AC Milan and getting McKenny who has been shocking yeah. at Leeds for a yeah. swap deal? Like what? The- going on yeah. in, in football transfers right now uh, but that is genuinely a deal that's meant to be happening Kalulu although France are out Kalulu was brilliant for the yeah. and he's been great for AC Milan as well um, but that's for sure uh, one that has divided opinion um, Chantel brings up would you lads take Sancho as he's up for sale, for sale from Man United. Uh, I think we're there looking for about 45 million. Now, we did talk about him. He was yeah. brilliant at Dortmund, yeah. uh, but he's on massive wages at Man United. He, need, he does, need, does need something different, though, to, to kickstart him. Uh, maybe Eddie would be the man to do, to do that, but wages, I think, will rule him out. I think it'd be really, I think the trouble with him is is that his lifestyle's not conducive to a Premier League player. I say that, it, that that's been the issue with, with him. So it's an argument whether, well, that could be, you know, under a different coach, that could be, you know, or maybe the coach, like Eddie Howe, wouldn't be interested in someone of that character, really. Um, it's quite tremendous how much he's plummeted at Man United, and I don't know where he'd go, but. I think it was mentioned earlier about him, and I agree. Like, if he was signed, I'd be pretty delighted, and it does give you a bit more of like, oh, what could happen here rather than Harvey Barnes, which you know would be like a seven out of ten signing. Sancho, I when I'm, when he was at Dortmund, I thought that that could be a future Ballon d'Or winner. I seriously thought that, but last two years have just been dreadful, and I think it's his, you know, just. Diet and, and everything else really that hasn't really been with it. So um so yeah, but I wouldn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Well shout out to <clears throat> to Chris, Chris Shield, just catching up. Uh, just want to say huge thanks for a load of lads for the continued support of concert, concert re- reserves, the the team we support, of course. And plus a big thanks to Richie, our own Richie story there for popping up at our presentation evening on sorry. Were you handing out the trophies, Richie? A long story, but yes, I went up on Saturday night. Nice one. You have to to tell us more about that later on. on. Nice one. Um, What else do I want to say here? Uh, Yeah, Alan Thompson mentions this about lots of Sky Sports. They said uh, we have a a net spend of 304 million and we've only received 50 million, I guess, the Chris Wood money. Did we give Shelby away for free? Now, that's something I said when uh, Shelby left, but no one would believe me that, that uh, we let him go on the free. But uh, I, I don't know uh, what, what the, 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 how that deal worked out. Uh, interesting. Um, 
Also, I mean, Shelby Shelby was on 80 grand a week, wasn't he? So, and yeah. apparently he got a pay rise. And now Forrest are desperate to get rid of him by all accounts. So, you know, you could say it was a it was a good good move from us at at the time. I'll be honest, it didn't feel like a good move because, um, yeah. you know, we were short in midfield as it was. And then Shelby come back and we were like, oh, great, we've got Shelby back. And then Shelby went. And then we were like, hang on. We, we needed a central midfielder before Shelby went, and now we kind of felt that like we needed two central midfielders. So I think that's why, you know, some of us are kind of, yeah, you know, we, we've brought in Tonali, brilliant, and then, you know, there's some of us are saying, you know, maybe a number six, an attacking midfielder. Obviously, we were linked with Madison and Zobersly. Um, So I, I feel like there is another central midfielder in there somewhere. Whether that'll happen or not, I don't know, but... Yeah, I think um, Shelby... Forest fans say he, that he have all the signings they made. He's been their worst one, like over the past year. He's just he's absolutely dreadful on and off the pitch as well. I, I don't know because he was wasn't bad for us. I don't think the start of the year he wasn't amazing, but I'm surprised he did that poorly. To be honest, at Forest, but there you go. But he fell out. He fell. He fell out with the manager, didn't he? He fell out of Steve Cooper. He didn't help, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was the big reason. Like I think when he came in, he, he did okay. <laughs> the fact that he yeah. fell out of the was... Yeah. And Pete, you'll, you'll remember, because we, we were speaking about it at the start of the season, weren't we, that um, in the pre-season, Shelby was flying. Shelby looked brilliant. He looked as fit as he ever looked. Yeah. And we were all saying, oh, he's going to start. Then he got that horrible injury. And then Sean Longstaff come in and then had the season that he had. But Shelby... was at the time. Was it against Benfica that he got his hamstring? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 And then there was, was only two games was away, wasn't he, from Mate. getting the like, contract extension and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, um, lads, I think there's a topic here that you want to talk about. Um, I think it's, it's all you. Jonas Hoffman. Uh, to, on, on the move to Bayer Leverkusen, the Abbey. Is it a breaking news? Yeah, well, I'm just pointing out. Well, apparently, Bayer Leverkusen have um, met the release clause on Hoffman's contract, which is only 10 million euro um, to go. So it looks like you know he plays there uh, on the right hand side up of the three. So when you start getting links like that and replace, you, you start to think could somebody be on on the way out? So. You know, obviously, the, the obviously link is there is uh, DRB, and obviously we, we have been with them. Another obviously the, the conversation I was actually alluding to in our chat today, Pete, was in regards to the PSG was obviously we know PSG have got an option to possibly bring him back. Um, so look, I think it's one of those watch this space. You know what? Like the reason why we say watch this space is because we know that if Newcastle really, really want to play, um, then they'll, they'll wait until whatever. Obviously, now they made quite a lot of effort to get in this time last year. Uh, obviously, we didn't have, you know, he was a bit sceptical. We didn't have the Champions League football, and we were still at this, the start of the process on the project. So, it didn't rest in twelve months on that. We can tick a lot of the boxes that he's looking for. Uh, you know, obviously, Bayer Leverkusen had a nightmare start the season, missed out on Champions League football uh, for next season. So, it seems one that we could possibly get done if we still think he's the right person to go forward on the project. Hmm. Definitely, and it was um, um, so. Ori, uh, Germany meant that <laughs> they reacted to this. Excuse me, what uh, Jonas Hoffman is on the move to buy Leverkusen? Uh, someone else, I didn't put this um, in a tweet. Someone else mentioned, Is this a likely deal? and they said, Yes, if DRB leaves. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that's that's then a, a, an interesting conversation. And uh, what you put out there as well, I think you put on our chat, Richie. Um, uh, Florian uh, Plettenberg is said uh, is on the verge of joining by Leverkusen. Um, so therefore, could this mean that Diabe is leaving? Who knows? Uh, it's one of them that we have to keep an eye out on and, and see how that transpires. But look, there's no doubt that if you any of you in the chat have followed Loaded Mag and you have seen that we've talked about um, Moussa Diabe for probably about a year now um, as a potential option for Newcastle United and, and he would be a great option. And we've talked about it tonight on the show. We said we He's want... There, so. there he is. There he is. There. <laughs> there. Um, we talked about consistency. We talked about goals. We talked about assists. We talked about making the transition to that next level in terms of players that we're recruiting. Mr. Diabe is that, that guy. And, and, and look, we're not saying he's going to come into Newcastle. We're not saying that. We hope that that's the case. But certainly this news tonight that's coming out, it, it, it does intrigue us. And, and I'm sure everyone in the chat, and I'm sure we will keep a, keep a close eye on how that thing transpires because if we were to get a player of that level um, and you, you're sitting there going into the USA uh, tour or you're going into the start of the season with Sandro Tonali and Musa Diaby in your team, you're going into the season a hell of a lot stronger than what you finished and we've already finished in the Champions League position. So, so I think you... uh, Leverkusen's uh, a good club to be watching this summer window because they've got a lot of young stars in that squad. Uh, as we've chatted numerous times, there's probably about three or four really, really good players who could walk into the Newcastle squad hands down. And you've got to bear in mind that they haven't got Champions League football anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's interesting. Clue, Richie. The clue there. Clue <laughs> <laughs> twist in the chair. Do you, that... want, do you want to just, for the next transfer, for the order transfer show, Daz, you just want to put... All Leverkusen players around you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any one of them. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. It's like magic. But, um, but yeah, there we go. There are lots and lots of players there available. But, um, look, guys, I think it's about maybe about that time. Jax has been amazing joining us for nearly two hours. We've got over 400 in the chat joining us for Last majority of the night. Um, I don't know if you want to take us home, Daz, or is there one last question to see us out? I don't know. Oh, yes. Um, I'll do. I'll, actually, you guys have a look for the questions. I'll do the sponsors. Uh, is there any la one last question? But yeah, shout out to, and I'll give you that last comment there, uh, a, to HO Bathroom Design Co. Um, the uh, Northeast largest supplier of Velcro and Botch bathroomware. Valley Gateshead, over 20 years established, ran by the family. Get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley State Gateshead. And yeah, here's some of the fabulous bathrooms that are on offer in down that showroom, and they're all constantly changing. So check that out. Also, shout out to the radiatorshed.com as you put Chris and Jack in jail. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at this stage uh, that what is available there from Russ all of the class radiators in multiple different colors different styles again uh, Russ is a nice showroom go check that out uh, with Russ and mention loaded and you'll get a discount as well so it's not so bad the radiator shed 
uh, com. Um, that I think is it for the sponsor at the moment. May have a new sponsor coming soon, but uh, we're, we're still sorting that, that, that out. Uh, we won't say we, we'll reveal that on the show uh, when, when it's all uh, done and dusted. Feel not over the line yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think we'll be back again on, on Thursday, Pete. Uh, if, if not for it, for, for another fully loaded transfer show. We, we do. Um, I'm going to talk to you boys after the show about who we've got on. Um, yeah, uh, we've got someone confirmed, um, and a new guest <laughs> to the channel. Um, it should be, should be an interesting one, a different type of discussion. So, yeah, um. For all you that are in the chat, you have to wait to see who we tweet out on Thursday morning. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know, so I can't ruin it for everyone. I don't know. Who that <laughs> That's why you don't know. That's why you don't know. Ben Jacobs. It's Ben Jacobs. He's not. Uh, ben Jacobs friend of the channel, but no, it's a, it's a different. It's a different guest on, on this show. Brilliant. <laughs> so, but, uh, look. Uh, first and foremost, Jack, absolutely spot on. Great guest. Cheers, Jack. Uh, we made it for a show. Honestly, absolutely superb with your opinions and your um, your um, your news with regards to Newcastle United transfers. Be a pleasure to have you on again later on in the window um, if you're free and available. I am, yes, yeah, certainly. Be around. Awesome. Thanks, think, you, you, must, you must hide away then for, for a couple of months, Jack. It's just your busy time, all the transmitted hide away for, for actually we, we must point people towards your, your YouTube channel because you're not far away from one case up. And uh, Jack's um, channel, it's in the link in the description of you on this channel. So if you click on the hyperlink, it'll take you into Jack's channel and hit that subscribe button. But tell us more about that, Jack, where, where people can find you. Yeah, uh, on YouTube, um, it's on the description there. Um, I'm, I'm just over 900 followers. I'm trying to do more. I think past the window, we're doing a lot more videos in there regularly as well. That's the intent because I've got nothing to do in between transfer windows, really. So I have to <laughs> make work for myself. And then uh, Twitter is uh, JAC underscore Tolbert, um, which I, put, I aggregate stories and put my own stories out there. Um, and a lot of Newcastle stuff as well because I'm a fan of Newcastle. So, yeah. Cool. Look, we, we can get him. We can get him to a thousand subscribers tonight. Come on, yeah. on we've got three hundred and fifty right now. Uh, we Thank have four hundred yeah. plus before that. Let's get him to one thousand tonight. Let's get Jack. Oh, at one thousand tonight. There you go. It's in the. It's in the comments. Come on, let's make it happen, people. Let's get him up there. With great content. Great guy. Um, Newcastle United follower. Um, it just makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Do it. Do the right thing. <laughs> um, right. I think we're probably going to leave it there, lads, are we? We are. Uh, I think we had a discussion point that um, we were talking in the private chat. Richie, I think we'll leave that for Thursday because I think it's a good talk. Yeah, yeah. Thursday. yeah that's right. Um, so we'll, 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 we'll get into that one. We'll, we'll make that one one of the first conversations. But, Daz. No, we won't. Hopefully, we'll have some fantastic transfer news to talk about instead. Like that's actually happening, not just rumors or links or actual <laughs> business. Who's to say that that's not the business that we're talking about? It, it could <laughs> be. You never know. You never know. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, of course. Uh, let's. Oh, hold on. Lisa's put in the chat. We forgot something. Are we doing it tonight? Or are we doing it Thursday? Oh, I, oh, I forget. Oh, I thought it was Thursdays. 
Thursday. I mightn't be here on Thursday. Uh, that's all. That's right. Look, we'll do a quick draw. Look, and I have a, the wheel ready to go. Hopefully, it's still there. Uh, let's do wheel. it. Spinning wheel. You're in for a treat, Jack. And look, it's got Spinny some wheel. colors, different colors. And it's got a loaded lo a logo in there now as well. Confirm you can see it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we can see it. We can see it. Let's go. Let's that wheel. Uh, best of luck, everyone. Here we go. For the seventy-five pound gift voucher, everyone. Carl T. Carl T. Carl T. Love it. Congratulations, Carl. On your win, oh, uh, I think I think uh, the bear needs to get a new strip for for, the, for this season. I think he, <laughs> he got he got the the uh, other present last time, didn't he? he did. How did lucky he is he? I know, I know. That's true. Uh, to be fair, Yano's right in the chat. He said, "Good job you're here, Lisa." Yeah, Lisa, you reminded us. Otherwise, to be fair, Pete, we did say it was usually a Thursday night that we yeah, usually do yeah. the membership I, was, I, so. I, I, I did put it in the tweet that we're going. I was going to do tonight because I might not. I'm, I might. I'm, I might only jump on the end of the, of the on the Thursday show because I'm on leave then for a while. Because it's like, it's nice to know the cat doesn't trust the mice while he's away. Equally, though, this goes back to the point that we've all mentioned: is that we're so we're so fixated on transfers that we forget yeah. the other side yeah. of the channel with regards to the draws and the questions. Hit the like button. Yeah, everything. The like, subscribe. We just focus on all the talk about transfers that we forget everything else. So this is what we do. But look, uh, Mark Taylor's in the chat. Uh, great to have you in there. Big uploaded. Uh, great to have you on there. Congratulations, Carl. But if you're not subscribed to this channel, if you haven't liked this show tonight, you're doing something wrong. Click the like, click the subscribe. <laughs> we are less than 200 away from 6K. Let's get us there as soon as possible. We are on the march, loaded mag NUFC. We are definitely not messing around, that's for sure. Um, Daz, take us home, my friend. Guess one thing they have to say. How'd you like that? How you like that? Yeah.